Welcome to another edition of the Casual Hour, a podcast ostensibly about video games, but mostly about broken furnaces. I'm your host, Bobby Pease. Joining me as always, the gamer on the go, Chase Kinnicky, and the gamer that we keep around for whatever reason, Johnny Amazich. You know, they say a broken furnace is... Oh, <clears throat> wait. Uh, How does that work? Uh, a broken furnace sucks in the wintertime. Okay. Okay. It does suck. Got, that is, that's, I, my, uh, I believe that was Aristotle. Who said it that. was Aristotle. Um, Johnny, do me a favor. Check the audio. I'm trying something new here. I'm playing with my potato. I want to know if, if you two can be heard. That's what I'm, I'm curious about. Because nobody wants to hear me. But I think people would like to hear you. We sound good. Okay. Well, cool. people can hear us. I don't know if we sound good. But the audio is there. Okay, all all parties are accounted for. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, my furnace fucking broke at two a.m. And for those of you who don't know, here at the Casual Hour, we're in the Midwest, and if you haven't been paying attention, the entire central north south area of our country is in rough shape right now with cold weather, and uh, people have it far worse than what my wife and I had it. I will say that much right now. We had power, we had water, we had each other. But not having the heat was not ideal. And so today was less than stellar, but luckily uh, we had a nice company come out, fix that, get us back up and running. And the house is a nice, toasty climate currently. But that was a pretty scary fucking morning for a lot yeah, of reasons. Yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned to us, like, hey, yeah, it's 45 in my house right now. Like, mm-hmm. That's too cold. Yeah, that's <laughs> not good. Look, I like cold like, weather. Yeah. Me too. That seems like no amount of layers you put on. No, get you be really comfortable. Yeah, you know. yeah, we made it work. Like we had, uh, we've got a pretty nice like radiator space heater that we brought into our our bedroom. We shut most of the doors in the house. We're able to go in, lay down, have all that ready to go, and then by mid afternoon, it's and today was warmer than what it has been on a lot of the other days. So that was nice for degrees. us. Yeah, fifteen degrees. So a, a balmy well, fifteen. Yeah, better than zero. That's true. But enough about my problems. We've got bigger problems to talk about, and that problem being our show. Uh, here at the Casual Hour, we do a few different types of episodes. This particular week is going to be a What You've Been Playing. Uh, we typically cover the games that we're playing, some news. Today, however, is a very special day because Nintendo had a t-shirt made specifically for Chase, and we wanted to celebrate that here on the show. Uh, for those of you who are listening, Chase has a really pretty bright red Nintendo shirt on that says New York, I think. Yep, got it at the Nintendo store there. Nice. Uh, but today, Nintendo had their first Direct in, what, like a year? First one of this year. Over a year, like 500 uh, days. August 2019 or something like that. Yeah, like also, a proper one. They, they've had yeah, mini Directs and yeah. Indie Worlds and things Sakurai like that. Partner showcases. His, yeah. Yeah, but this was, but this the, was like the Nintendo first proper. real proper one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was uh, an event for sure. <laughs> It had uh, its its ebbs and flows, ups and downs. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah, well, but we're going to cover that uh, in the back half. I know Chase is going to take us through some of that. John, you'll cover some of the news. But I think the last time we were all hanging out, I've I've lost a lot of sense of time. Was it covering Johnny's what you or Johnny's deep dive, or did we do not, that? Yes, was the last time we hung out. Jesus. So we've got a lot to talk about with games tonight. Quite a bit to talk about. Really. I mean, decent amount. 
Yeah, Some really maybe. cool we, stuff, I think, to talk we about. We will find ways Some to cool talk stuff. at length about the things that we have to... Quality, oh, yes. not quantity tonight. Um, we'll, give you a, we'll give you a five-star run time, that's for sure. Hell yeah. Uh, well, Chase, I know that you and I... Uh, We'll be talking about some games together that we have to play if anybody's been following our streams. But what have you been doing in between those games that you and I have played together? What's some stuff you've been up to? Um, well, man, I'm really trying to finish 13 Sentinels. Um, I, Are you having a hard time? No, I, I like that game. There's just so much of it. And I feel like it, it has uh, very prominent percentages that it shows on screen at any one time where it shows how far you are in each of the three different types of game that's in there. And uh, it is it is just disheartening when you put a couple hours into that and go, okay, I think, I think I made some real progress tonight. And you look and it's like, uh, maybe 2% like 2%. More. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Like fucking, fucking milk progress here, 2%. Um, it, it's just, but I like it. I'm enjoying it. And what I really like is that every time I play... I really do feel like I'm learning more bits about the story and I enjoy that like new things are being revealed and it, it's casting, it's changing the way I think about the entire story. Every time they reveal these new little details, I'm like, Oh, so that character was here the whole time or like any of these kinds of things. And I think what's interesting is, you know, stories are told like that all the time, but this one I am in control of how the story is being told because I pick the characters. Right. Yeah. Like I'm picking what stories I want to go down, what story paths I want to go down for each of these 13 characters. So right now I know Johnny's been playing it too. Not, I don't know how much you've been playing recently, but Johnny's I've not experience, been playing this in case you didn't know. <laughs> I, I was aware uh, Johnny's experience he might know things that I don't know, even though I'm sure I've played more of that game than he has, because he might've just picked other characters that I haven't necessarily gotten to yet. So there it's, there's this kind of non-linear storytelling that's going on. And I really appreciate that. It's, it's neat. Um, I'm liking the battle stuff too. I did end up uh, bumping it down just to the casual mode. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. I like the battles, but I feel like if you are really going in to enjoy the battles, you need to play them on hard because okay. the normal mode is just, it, it's not, the normal mode isn't hard enough, but it's, yeah. it's more time consuming than the casual. So if I'm not want, going you to want go, a balance. you want story and you want some of that combat stuff too, right? Yeah. And that's why I was on normal for a long time. Cause I actually really do enjoy the combat, but there's a part of me at this point that goes, I want to be done with this. I, I want to. I, I want to know. Yeah, I want to know everything about this game, so I can move on with my life. So yes. at this point, yeah, I'll, I'll bump it down to casual and just kind of run through those things. But it's. I really, really do like that game. I think if I if I had this experience that I have now, back when we did Game of the Year, it might be a spot or two higher than it was before. Yeah. I just to piggyback on that, like. I think I appreciate what they try to do by breaking that stuff apart. Uh, but, you know, the, the meat and potatoes of what you want to see with that really is all in the story stuff. Like, the combat is is fine. But, and then, like... I think it's better than fine. Like, I think it's yeah, really fun. If the combat really was a game on yes. its own, I would go, this is a cool game. But, 
but the, the yeah. characters are what drew me into that game, and that's what I care about. And yeah, there is some character stuff happening uh, with the combat, but the bulk of it is happening in the story mode. Also, Chase, if there's anything I've learned in my old age, there's no shame in cranking the difficulty down just so you can get through something. It doesn't mean oh, that yeah. you're not enjoying it. It's just, you know, sometimes you got to move on with your life, man, you know? I, I 100% agree, and and I I feel the the same way in that. And the the part of me that did really enjoy the combat wanted to keep going with that. Right. And I I had that experience. I I, I did crank it up to hard for some of those battles. And I was, oh, this is this is really neat. I like some of the mechanics that are going on here, uh, especially because some of those battles challenge you in different ways. You have to bring these two units onto the field. Uh, you can only have. Uh, like the, there's four different types of sentinels between your your 13 or among your 13 different protagonists, and sometimes it'll say you can only use the Gen One and Two uh, sentinels, and those don't fly, so they they have a hard time fighting flying opponents, and it can make some of those battles really difficult. Or it says you need to have this person on the squad this time, um, and and those things kind of make it interesting from both the story perspective and and uh, yeah. from a from a combat perspective, for sure. I, I, yeah, I, I really, really do like this game. I wish it was on Switch. I probably would have played more of it just because I feel like I could have snuck in more little times on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Sure, but it's also really it's Tell it's you, really man, good on the PS5. Remote play works really well for the story mode. Does remote play work really well with my internet? It I mean, can in right your there? in your home. It yeah. won't. No, like it, if you were outside of your apartment, I'd say no way in hell. But in your apartment, you should be good to go. I, and I would, been, I would use yeah. your iPad. Yeah, I've been downstairs on the couch, uh, and I fire up that remote play app, and I was able to get through a few chapters of the story without leaving my couch. And the on-screen controls are good enough to get through the story mode. Yeah, and you can pair a controller to your uh, phone if you want but it's not necessary. I've done that a couple of times uh, mm, to play maybe. like an hour here, hour there. Um, and it works. It works really well. Yeah. Nice, well, man. So I'm curious. Like, I, I want to know. I know more about that game than you do as far as the story um, because I've had it spoiled to me through multiple sources just through listening to Game of the Year coverages on things. And I've heard people mm-hmm. really nitpick this game. So I'm I don't. I shouldn't say it that way. I don't know more about this game than you do. I have an understanding of the story beats. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I understand. Um, I and I think I do have a pretty good idea of the story overall. I've. I think I've cleared three, three or four characters at this point. I've cleared their storylines, okay. which because everybody is kind of on different timelines or or pops into the main story at different points. I feel like I have a pretty good idea of how this thing goes across its its story as a whole but there are there are now just like little things here and there that i'm learning by going into uh more specific character paths and going oh okay that 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 guy was never a guy to begin with (laughs) he's he's just in somebody's mind holy shit that's oh that explains this other part in like that person's story that i played 20 hours ago of course. Okay, now all the pieces are coming together, uh, and that's really fun at this point. It's I I've gotten enough of the general information that now when I play, I'm just getting these little tidbits that make me go, oh, okay, the like that 
that makes so much sense. That ties all these things together instead of just being in the mode of, yeah, feed me character names. Like I need to know these places. I need to know these names. I need to know what's going on just as like a general plot thing. And now that I have a general framework of the plot, I can get into all the the little idiosyncrasies that are sure. that are pretty cool. I really do like that game. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm cur- curious to hear more about it when the time comes. Yeah. What else? What else have you been up to? Uh, well, you know this one because we played it together on a on a quick look. Uh, but I played yeah. some Floppy Nights, or at least the Floppy Nights demo that was part of the Steam Game Festival. Yeah. Um, there there weren't a ton of demos that I was interested in that were also available on Mac. Uh, most of the demos were were PC only, but Floppy Nights was one that was available, and that my my MacBook Pro could run, and uh, and I found it to be pretty charming. It's a uh, it is a real good turn based tactical game. Uh, it's got some card elements to it, and it's it's just like a light, airy kind of one of mm-hmm. those games. It's not too difficult tactically. There aren't a ton of units on the field at any one time. It's it's actually a pretty small field. It reminds me a, a little bit, and don't take this the wrong way, it reminds me a little bit of Fire Emblem Heroes, where it's it's a smaller field, limited right. things you can do. It's not like a, a proper Fire Emblem, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses or something, where you have tons of units, and the, the space is huge, and there's all this terrain and all this stuff to worry about. It is relatively stripped down in that way, and it lets it play closer to. Actually, you know what? A, what a better one would be is Into the Breach, where where it's sure. just kind of that limited field, and then you have to use. Uh, they can be creative with the lim- the limitations that let you do fun fun strategic things in there. Uh, the demo is not super long. It, it's only I think four proper levels and a and a really easy tutorial. Um, yeah, it's a small one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's giving you a taste. It's a it's a demonstration of what this game can be, and it's, and I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I I'm with you. I was pleasantly surprised by the the overall look of it. Uh, I think the mechanics, once you understand how to do it, are fine. Um, but the loop that they're asking you to do is really really good, and I mm-hmm. think that. Um, there's a ton of potential. I don't know the, I can't remember if we covered like where it's going to be released. I know it's currently PC, but yeah, I can't remember. uh, Windows, Mac OS. Those are the only ones announced so far. Yeah. I didn't hear a switch version or anything like that. Although I think it should come to switch. It seems like a good game for it, but it's got a, as Bobby said, it's got a really nice look to it. Um, it, it reminds me a little bit of the the Knights and Bikes that, that Double Fine mm-hmm. put out, where it's just kind of uh, cool, cartoony. Um, it stars this, I can't remember the girl's name, but she's a girl with a robot arm that she's built herself. She's kind of a, a whiz kid in that, but her parents are forcing her to get out of the house and get a real job. And, and so she's going to try to do these odd jobs as a hero for, for people around town. Uh, with her with her cool robot arm that can summon kind of these Pokemon like creatures that can go out and do uh, do these turn based strategy battles, and, and they're fun. Like they they're uh, the little champions that that you can put out have different little powers to them, can yep. uh, attack from different ranges, uh, have different, different abilities, moves. different move. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the the one thing, and you'll see it if you watch the quick look that we did. Uh, that's on on youtube.com slash the casual hour am i correct bobby no it's not uh no? we don't uh. we don't have well it's on youtube we don't have oh. that url yet we need more subscribers okay okay 
YouTube so gatekeeps like that until you so, get a hundred. So yeah, just just search casual hour floppy mm-hmm. nights on YouTube and then you'll find it. That's that's you how got it. it. Um, but when you uh, when you watch that, you'll see that we we did run into some UI issues. I think the the game is not really good about telling you how to do some of the like just visually on on the screen seeing okay what what am i supposed to click um it puts when you pick a card from the bottom of the screen that's in your hand it goes to the left side of the screen and i i could see you doing this bobby and i did it when i was doing when i was first yep. playing it too you'd go over and you try to click that card again of yes i want to confirm i want to do that and it that's not what the game wants you to do it wants you to use that card now just somewhere on the field so you're supposed to click either on your character or on an enemy on the field somewhere to, to make those, those moves actually commit. And, uh, and those are just little things that I think can be, be tweaked as they continue to develop this game. But I, I think it's got some good bones and uh, the writing I think is, is pretty fun and clever too. It, yeah, again, it's, it's like a really light thing. It's not going to replace fire emblem for me, but it's, it's uh, it, it could be a fun little, you know, side thing that I do. I agree. I agree completely. Um, what else you got on here? Yeah, this last one, Bobby, you're going to help me out on this one. Um, there's a little game called destiny two, mm. uh, that, that came out uh, a little while ago. And, uh, and I think it's, I think it's neat. Uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's not getting much traction out there, but, um, I think it's uh, yeah, cool. uh, people, uh, I hear how much time have you spent playing this, uh, destiny two game chase? Uh, if you ju- if it's just Destiny two, I'd probably say it's around uh, you know it might be around the thousand hour mark. Um, okay, so you're just barely scratching. Chump change. Yeah, yeah. If you add in Destiny one, let's not add in Destiny. Do we want to do that? Uh, <laughs> let's let's please not. Um, anyway, so the the new season came out last week, and and Bobby and I graciously allowed Johnny to do a deep dive instead of just taking it over and saying, no, 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 Destiny podcast. Um, <laughs> so true. we'll try not to make it a Destiny podcast this week, but yeah. I, I want to say I unofficial think... unofficial Destiny podcast since Well, true, yes, absolutely. Um, I, I really like this new season. I think they're doing some really cool things. It mm-hmm. certainly doesn't have the, the breadth of content that like a, a brand new season... Or, or like a, the brand new refresh, the yearly content that uh, we got with Beyond Light last season, but there is like there's no new planet or anything like that. No. But there is a new activity, uh, the battlegrounds, which is more or less a horde mode with some with some um, different mechanics to it, some some objectives that you do as you as you play really through that. Fun. I think it's really good. Yeah, uh, and it's good. all cabal themed, uh, so you can you can fight a bunch of cabal doing that. Uh, there's uh, a slew of new weapons, uh, some new armor sets. Uh, I think that loot stuff in general looks pretty good. Some of yeah, it's kind of some of that it. armor has some balls ben- on it. <laughs> Benihana ass armor. I mean, the helmet they gave me when I bought the season pass, it looked like bad Groot cosplay. It's not good. Well, the, the, I mean, especially for the warlock. The warlock. Like for me, the warlock's always hit or miss. Like when it hits, it hits really hard. Where I think the mm-hmm. Titan and the Hunter, the Hunter especially, always look really fucking cool. The warlocks struggle. This is a season of struggle for the warlocks. It's not great. Is that is that what the season is called? 
season of struggle. <laughs> season of struggle. <laughs> I mean, I look like I'm about to like be flipping shrimp tails to people on a hibachi grill. That's what I'm dressed it's, up as. Oh, come on. I, I like that kind of East Asian <laughs> theme to it. I just don't necessarily like the, the big ball orbs that are on every piece of armor. Every, everything's um, got destiny's got balls now yeah yeah i'm not it's it's fine outside of the balls though chase yeah this season this this moment in time we ca- we captured mm-hmm. lightning in a bottle last night yeah i would say there are two big things of this season that are even of importance uh one of them is the new seasonal exotic which is uh, Tiku's Divination, I believe is the name. It's an exotic mm-hmm. bow. It's really cool. I, I think Destiny Maybe the best continues to give us a really good free exotic every every season, and this one's no different. Um, Except for it, you, so Tommy's to, Matchbook. Yeah, I wasn't a big Tommy's Matchbook fan. I, I didn't like the the uh, electric scout rifle either. I forgot its name. It's a single mm-hmm. word. Uh, but Wither Horde, Wither Horde, A plus exotic. Uh, anyway, so this this uh, Tiku's divination is is pretty cool. It shoots three solar arrows that can track enemies, mm-hmm. and it doesn't do a ton of damage. It just kind of marks them, and then if you hit them with a a powered up shot, or if you aim down sights as you as you shoot the next bow shot, uh, those enemies will explode, or it'll do a big explosion damage. And if uh, if any enemy actually if any enemy dies to any damage. Uh, doesn't even have to be from your bow. It doesn't even have to be from you. It could be your uh, teammate doing that damage. If they're marked with that bow, they'll also have a big solar explosion to it. And it does decent damage, and it can ramp up to do even more damage if you're if you're hitting your hitting your shots. It's it's fun. It's a lot it's, of fun to play. That's with. really good. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, um, let's talk about that mission though, because I know that we got a lot to cover tonight. So I want to make sure that we can be be moving into that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that that mission, I think, is is maybe one of the coolest things Destiny has ever done. Agreed. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much of it because Johnny hasn't gone through it, and I think we'd like to take him through it. Yeah. But you, what I will say is that you you go to this kind of abandoned uh, cabal ship mm-hmm. because you find a, a, a distress call from a guardian. And it's very puzzle based that you go through this, you go through this maze of a ship and, and then you get to a boss fight. And, uh, at the end of that boss fight, you, you find something, uh, that is, uh, very interesting. And then you get this cool new exotic, um, called, uh, dead man's, dead man's uh, tail. Yeah. Um, yeah. New, new sky that's rifle the called dead man's tail. mission, right? Is it what it's called? Yeah, presage, presage. I'm I'm not sure yeah. how exactly that's pronounced, but uh, and I think that's a fun exotic too. It's uh, it's made by Tex Mechanica, the same people who made the the chaperone shotgun and the uh, the last word hand cannon. So it's got kind of an old west Remington rifle that vibe really to cool. it. It shoots really slow. It's all about precision shots, and uh, it's really got cool. a it's got a really good chunky sound to it every time you hit your shots. It's fun. It's really fun. But that, the, that mission, I think, is more important than the exotic because that mission is just really, really cool. That is my favorite mission I have completed in Destiny. Easily. And you've completed a lot of missions in Destiny. Damn near all of them. And that one is by far the best. And the boss encounter is great. 
uh, it's not punitive. I don't think like some of the jumping shit in Destiny felt like really rough, but like other things that you have to do in it, like the puzzling that they have in it, is really really cool. And even the puzzling isn't too bad because if no. as long as you have one member of the fire team who can do it, they can yeah. mostly open up the way for the other two. If if the other people are struggling, yeah, well, I mean, once you learn the logic of the mission, it's applied throughout, and it's pretty pretty fun to like use deduction in it because we were brand new to it last night we were just bouncing around like trial and error in some locations and i had hopped in after chase and uh uh, jason had been through it to some degree and then we all got to a point where we were all fresh-eyed and it was really cool it was really really cool had a ton of fun with that also an a plus star wars reference in there Mm -hmm. oh yep Mm -hmm. yep okay very very much so (laughs) Uh, so that's basically it. I, I've also been playing some Super, Super Mar- yeah, some Super Mario 3D World, um, but I played that on stream with Bobby, and I know he's played some some more after that. While I haven't, so I'll let him jump in with that. So Bobby, how have how have you been getting on in in Mario? Yeah, first of all, man, that was a lot of fun playing with you on stream. Uh, surprisingly, like the first thing I'll lead with, Nintendo did an all right job with something online. Uh, there was really like. You press two buttons to bring up a menu, and uh-huh. then you can you either create a lobby or you search for a lobby. Uh, it's a three-digit passcode you set on your lobby. You put that in, links you up, and boom, Chase Similar was there in the overall. Like yeah, it was great. Um, it, we were using Discord, but they do it does support the Nintendo app for for chat if you want to use it. Um, but no, man, like that game. I, I think I said it on the stream. I think we've talked about it leading up to its release when we did the, the February preview. I personally feel that this is the best Mario game that people haven't played. And I I think it, it, it feels, in my opinion, really good. Outside of one mechanic, uh, I'm going to pause for a second and just lay heavily into Nintendo for a moment. <laughs> if it had touch on the Wii U, it doesn't need to have touch on the Switch. And when you design a console to go into a fucking dock and also be out of the dock, there's not a great way to make that fucking work. So tilting my fucking controller around to try and do quick taps on the screen, not ideal for gameplay. And it fucking sucks. Okay. But but this (laughs) game's really good. I'm hearing you. But what if we did it anyway? Because we're Nintendo. (laughs) It wouldn't be the first time you pissed me off. Hey, you know what? Uh, I, I we'll get into it in the Nintendo Direct, but I think Nintendo is somewhat learning their lesson about how their their innovation of the past of touch screens and motion controls, uh, ha- how those need to be updated a little bit to work on modern consoles that don't have those things as on the forefront. Yeah, I. We'll, we'll talk about it. I think yeah, that, that those those platforms that you have to touch it, and honestly, if you're playing it in handheld mode, totally fine. Uh, you yeah. can use the touchscreen on that uh, and and make those platforms pop out, no problem at all. But if you have it docked, that section was hell. Yeah, it was not great. Um, Chase, you and I played through all of World One, a little bit of World Two. Uh, I really like that this is a, in my opinion, I think you mentioned on on the stream also kind of a, a greatest hits of some of the things that worked across various Mario games. Uh, I like the, the semi 2d, semi 3d moments that the game has. Um, and I really, I just, I, I like 
the the elements it brings. This was one of the games that my wife and I played on our Wii U. We fired this up on Valentine's Day and we were playing through some of those levels again and had a great time. Uh, it's still really good and I, I'm happy it's on the Switch. Touch stuff aside. So that gets two thumbs up. Uh, I think it's a really good port. It is a better port of a prior Mario game than Super Mario 3D All-Stars was. I'll tell you that. Much. Now, have you played any of the uh, the Bowser's Fury content? No, not yet. I was going to do a quick look at that. Yeah. So, so neither have I, but I'm hearing that people are really enjoying that it part. It sounds really game. cool. It, like, it's it, just one big boss fight. I think, I, I I know I mentioned it on the, the stream, but I don't know if I mentioned it on, like, our, our preview, but it's that sounds a lot like the Pathless in some ways, in that there's, like, this big Bowser that just can kind of show up anywhere and create this big storm that you have to deal with as you're trying to do other things uh, in kind of an open-world setting. And that, that really feels like what you guys talked to me about, or I think just Bobby. But, Bobby, you just played the Pathless, right? Mm -hmm. Johnny didn't. Okay. I played a little um, bit on my phone. Oh, okay. Um, but there's there were these boss fights that kind of could uh, interrupt what you were doing that you have to kind of deal with as they're around and and get out of their uh, get out of their section. And it sounds like that's kind of what's going on with Bowser's Fury. But people are really really digging it, and I I'm looking forward to to jumping into it. Yeah. Um, so look, that game's awesome. There's a lot that you can you should know about that game at this point in time. But if if you're on the fence, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, I doubt that there'll be a time where it's, it goes on on sale super cheap with Nintendo knowing them. But <laughs> no. for sure, worth picking up. You can do four player co op, both locally and online. So there's some really great fun to be had there. Um, easy breezy, worth picking up for sure. Uh, following Chase here, we talked about Floppy Nights earlier, which was a quick look we did from the Steam Game Festival. A game that I fell in love with from that same festival is a game called Potion Craft. And this game has such a satisfying loop. And surprise, surprise, it's a game that gives you jobs to do that I seemingly <laughs> like a whole lot. Uh, very simple loop. You have a garden where you can harvest elements, herbs, etc., ingredients that you'll craft potions with. You have an alchemy lab that you can go into and create your potions. And then you have a storefront where you're able to uh, sell and haggle. And you also have to do some deduction and some problem solving where like, hey, I've, I fell onto a fence, I need a potion. And you gotta figure out like what, what potion would help for somebody who falls on a fence. And the actual crafting of the potion has a really cool mechanic in it. Uh, so first of all, it's all very tactile. Uh, all your tools that you'll be using, you actually are like using a muddle, you're, you're fanning the flame, you're stirring the pot. But above all that, there's a map. And on that map, there's varying degrees of things that each ingredient gives you a trajectory. And so it's a puzzle in that sense where you're taking your ingredient and you're putting that down and the, the map will show your path that you'll be going based off of like this mushroom. So this mushroom might give you like a squiggly like right or this flower might be kind of like a check mark down. And you can put those two together to get to the next portion of your map that will further unlock the potions that you can create. Uh, you can upgrade some of your skill sets in it. And one of the things in your, uh, your recipe book, you can expand that out. But once you learn how to make a potion, you can save it in there. And there's multiple ways to make the same potion. So sometimes I might not have all the ingredients I would for one version of it, but I might have the other. And so you can just automatically create the potion without going through the map game. Uh, if you have it in your, in your, uh, Book, which is great. 
Um, it's currently demo. It's supposed to come out in 2021. I think it is such an incredible looking game. It's got this like real like medieval, yeah, medieval kind of like paper craft look to it almost. Um, I, I just two two questions, Bobby. Uh-huh. Um, one, can you make really strong potions and then refuse to sell them to people because they're too powerful for them? You can't handle my potions, Traveler. They're too strong okay. for you. Uh, two, the second is not really a question. It's more of a statement. Uh, this is being published or developed by Tiny Build Games, mm-hmm. who made Hello Neighbor. So I'm afraid I can't support oh. you in this venture. Interesting. And if you buy this game, you're a bad person. Well, let's pause there for a moment, because how many times have you purchased Hello Neighbor? (laughs) So, Bobby, it looks like uh, you've also been playing. Uh, Bobby, if you like like Potion Craft, uh, have I got a game for you while you're waiting for the full version to come out? Uh, It's called Atelier Ryza. And then some subtitle I don't remember. Wait, is this like the one? Is, is this that horny yes. anime game? It's not horny. It's very wholesome, actually. <laughs> yeah, you would have to be more specific. But no, no, no. Uh, Rise is pretty wholesome. Uh, I talked about it on the show uh, a month or two ago, and and only only stopped playing it because uh, the save system kind of screwed me up. But that game is absolutely like those. That series is all about alchemy. And honestly, the alchemy kind of works in a very similar way to potion craft. I should have mentioned that on the on the uh, quick look that we did, but it is very much. I put these ingredients in, and it opens up the the potion map to okay. I can now put something else in here because I I've now like made this tree, and then I can get to these different points that say, oh well, now I can actually turn these materials into uh, a scythe uh, that I can use sure. to go pick up things for for other materials that I can use for that. Um, so, I mean, I'm not, you, you would not enjoy Ryza because hey. it is very anime. From, from uh, pantaloons to panties, we've got you covered when it comes to potion crafting here <laughs> in the casual you, hour. Uh, you, you've dipped your toes in anime with, uh, with Persona, but I don't think you're ready for, uh, Atelier Ryza, but maybe for are. people who do like Ryza, maybe they would understand that, oh yeah, the potion craft in potion craft is actually uh, pretty similar to the way Ryza uses its alchemy. Potion Craft, very fucking cool game. Can't wait to pick that up. Uh, Hello Neighbor aside, it's it's very good. Um, and then the last game that I've been playing, and really this is all I've been doing the last week, and Johnny, uh, per, per typical Bobby and Johnny fashion, fell victim to hey, my... buy this game. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> And then Chase, uh, you hung out on Friday night with me while I played through this game, um, mm-hmm. talking about. To be fair, I played Fire Emblem pretty much the entire time I was watching you. Fair. So that is fair. Uh, the the current darling of the internet, Valheim. This game, and we'll talk a little bit about it here in the uh, the news in a bit. But what a story Valheim has been. Yeah. It's, so, it's, can you ex- can you guys explain to me why this is popular? Like, I, I'm not saying it's not good, but uh, when I look at it, it looks like 
every other walking around an open world space and crafting new shit and have to survive I, while uh, I'm doing it. I think I can handle this one, Johnny. Okay. okay. Let me, and I'll, I want to hear your thoughts too, but let me take a crack at that. First and foremost, it's 20 bucks right now. I think that's very appealing. Okay. I think I think the timing is is great for what's kind of going on. Like it's a perfect game for like this time and climate, but it is a game that does some really interesting mechanics when it comes to building specifically around physics that I haven't experienced in other games like this. So I think that there's some really interesting stuff there. The building system itself is done in a way that is kind of mapped to just a, a couple of buttons and you don't have to do a whole lot with your left hand playing on PC. Like it's all kind of living on your mouse, which they do a really cool job with that. The survival mechanics, because there's a shit ton of these games, feed your character, give your character something to drink, give them shelter. All that shit just kind of feels like one other thing. It's like, oh, you got to have that. But this particular approach to it is one of the fairest, I think, that I've experienced when it comes to a game that is 100% built on systems around keeping your character healthy and sustained. It's also one of the most forgiving when it comes to that. So you can literally go out and get laid to waste by either the environment or a, uh, an enemy or whatever your dumb mistake you make. And immediately on your map, you've got your location of death and your shit stays there until you can retrieve it. And you can craft up more stuff and go and pick it up. And like, for me, I think when you do something like, uh, you know, I've, like a game, like don't starve. Like, I don't know why that's one that popped in my head. That's a game that by all intents and purposes, I should fucking adore. I can't stand Same. that game. I can't stand yep. it. And it's punitive. It's not fun. It's It just makes my anxiety go through the roof playing it because I feel like I'm constantly at a threat. And people love that shit. I think that's one of the reasons why I don't like the Souls games either. And here I am playing a game that's kind of inspired by both of them. But the way they do it, it's very fair. They dangle the carrot just far enough away from you to make you want to go out and explore more because the whole game is built around sanctuary and safety and you got to move away from it to go further, but they reward you big time. Every time you go out to do something, you usually find what you're looking for point in case my sloppy ass playthrough on the stream the other night, like I'm very novice with this, but that night I wanted to get materials. I found them. I wanted to get some shit from a dungeon. I was able to do so. And I actually was able to build the smelter I wanted to and like got that progression to where like it updated the whole bunch. How many smelters have you built on stream in the last few weeks? <laughs> How much time do you have? Between uh, between Satisfactory and, and Valheim. You're just Bobby is always smelting. Smelting I'm with peas. That's what I smelting. That's, the, that's our new show. Whoever smelt them. Built them and dealt them multiple times. Uh, Johnny, that here, I, I want to make sure that you have a chance to to answer Chase's question. I hope that that uh, sheds some light on it. I don't know if I, I speak to the entire internet, but yeah, that covers a lot of what is the draw about this game. Um, I've only put a couple hours into it uh, that I played with you last night, and it there's a a unique style to it so if you look if you go to the developers website and their name escapes me at the moment um it is uh one second uh it's iron gate is the developer um if you go to the website they say they were specifically going for 
a because I, I kept seeing screenshots of this and i was like this looks weird i don't know how i feel about this art style but they said that they were trying to evoke like ps1 era like low poly character models and things like that but also having more uh like uh realistic lighting and things like this blending of old and new styles and when you're in the game it actually works really well so mm -hmm. i think it's art style once you're actually playing it is really i like it i think it, it has a unique look um you know that and then all the things that bobby mentioned you know about it it's not as dense as something like rust which just feels you know impenetrable Mm -hmm. uh you know to, to outsiders looking in like this is something that you can pick up and as bobby said like he was able to knock off all the things that he wanted to accomplish within the one and a half two hours that he was playing it on stream and i think yeah like it's just the multiplayer it, aspect too mm -hmm. yeah and you're able to play with friends you can have a dedicated server on your computer if you want yep. uh that you can set up for you and your friends to just play you know at all times um and I like, of course, like anytime a game hits like this, there's always like it's just why is Among Us so popular? Right. You know, it's it's just one of those things that it just hits a certain chord with with people and catches on like wildfire. Yeah, the, I mean, the combat in it feels really interesting. Yeah. Like, there's a weight the to the combat. Feels good. Uh, you know, there's a parry system, mm -hmm. which. Of course, someone like me is way into like timing with your combat. Carry this, you filthy casual. Um, you know, it, and it's just cool. Like it's if and also people love Norse mythology, and you're mm -hmm. playing as a Viking who is sent to Valheim, trying to earn their way into Valhalla and eternal glory. So, I, Johnny, I was able to successfully smelt down more bronze today and have outfitted my character in, in, in that bronze armor. And you mentioned the lighting earlier. Uh, it, it just bounced off. It does. It's not like ray tracing, but like the the metallic elements in the game definitely react to, to that, which adds a really cool layer to the look of it. Um, I've heard, there, I read an article today on PC Gamer that the difficulty curve is rather sharp in this game and mm -hmm. that they give a lot of people some fake confidence uh in that first boss encounter because i was like just get their shit oh. kicked in. <laughs> yeah apparently uh, the the next boss up just is a fucking nightmare i mean that's you know you have an easy onboarding process and then yeah. then the real game begins um yeah it's, man, it's it's really cool i i let's go ahead and cover that that portion of the news with it really quick too pull that up really okay. quick how yeah so how, how many copies have they sold since february 4th i believe over two million, and, just and this nuts. is still early access, correct? Yeah, yep. Yeah, so, just I mean, it just uh, came out February fourth. Yeah, I don't. Who knows how their plans will change? Because I, I have to imagine they were they had little to no expectations of it being this popular so quickly. Yep. Um But if you look at the store page on Steam, they say that like they want to have this 1.0 in a year, uh, and like so far, a lot of it doesn't feel super early access and i feel like this is a trend that we're seeing with more of these early access games where maybe it's only an early access for about a year year and a half before it's 1.0 uh rather than you know playing like a 
an alpha of a game. Uh, so it also had 360,000 concurrent players on Steam, which is insane numbers. Um, and yeah, like it's just like I said, it's just it struck a chord with a lot of people. Um, and you know, they the studio. It's it's awesome that small studios if, like this are able to put if, something out that resonates so much with people, and they can continue making this game and make other games in the future. What um, I hope they do with that money is one definitely like recoup their costs, of course. But if there was like a wish list, so to speak, kind of like a Kickstarter like stretch goal, I'd love yeah. to see crossplay brought bring it to console, let people come together on servers, have a good time with this fucking game, like like Minecraft is. Um, and I think that that would be really, really cool. Yeah, like this, they could, with this money, they could pay someone to make the port for this game mm-hmm. to other platforms for them. Uh, you know, it's it's a life-changing amount of money that they're probably making on this, and I'm interested to see what direction they go and what else they're able to, like you said, add Yeah. Uh, now that it is an overwhelming success. Yeah, totally. Um that that's it, man. Like Valheim in a nutshell. I think that this might be a game that I stream for a while. I'm feeling that way. Like this might be a fun series, kind of so, show some progression. And now that Johnny's playing, it might be something that he can hop on with me and and, and do. Uh, I, I might I might make this for the next couple of weeks, like my Monday night game, uh, to kind of show some progression on what that looks like. But I'm really enjoying it um, at this point in time, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm going to hit that difficulty curve pretty soon. I know where I'm at in the game. I know what's next. So we'll see how that plays out, but having a good time, uh, there's definitely something cool here for sure. Yeah. I toying with the idea of setting up that dedicated server. So we have a place that we can play whenever we want. That'd be great. Um, Yeah. Uh, Johnny, what outside of Valheim, what have you been playing? Uh, you know, the last, couple weeks i haven't been playing a ton of games i uh was spending time uh researching and and writing things up for the deep dive we did last week and like you ever just have like those funks where nothing really sounds good even though you have a bunch of games you can play i've been friends with Um, you for over a decade i know exactly what it's like being in a funk yep uh i've also you know i've been reading more uh just trying to engage in my other side of games what my learning how to read yeah uh just last week congrats uh, hooked on phonics um Remember when you were gonna watch anime then you didn't yeah Who? I, me Chase, or johnny i've made it through well i guess it, i guess both of you i've made it through one episode of evangelion <laughs> and i need to watch more because i'm i'm intrigued uh but i got an itch uh over the weekend to play some hades Hell yeah. Finish Hades. My goal was to beat Hades by the time we recorded this podcast. Not only did I do that, I beat it twice in a row with different weapons. So now that I've finished finished the game. Yeah, quote, very quote unquote finished. Um, but after I've had a successful run uh, with the uh, the gun, the, the Aegis Hammer. Is that what it's called? The, the Adamant Rail. Adamant rail, okay. Exagriff or whatever it's called. Yeah, and then the uh, shield with the uh, blitz disc. It? Yeah, with the yeah. it's like a saw blade. Yeah. Um, Ultimate frisbee. So, yeah, 
And man, that thing is fucking rad. Uh, so you, you, Bobby, did you, you made it to Hades? Did you beat Hades? Um, I did not finish the fight with Hades. I got to the second half of the fight with Hades. Okay, fake so, gamer. <sighs> yeah, I got. I I was getting to the point like I not enough smelting fighting. in that game for me to stay connected. Yeah, no um, smelting, no sale. That's what I say. <laughs> um, so I I picked it up. I got it on the Switch. I have it on PC. I was kind of bouncing back and forth between the two of them. Um and. I kept getting to that fight, making it to the second half, and then dying. And then, you know, like with anything else that has a tough boss fight, something eventually clicked, and I just wrecked him. With I, yeah. I, think, I think I had most of my death defiances left. Um, whenever I, I think that's what it what it is. Like it's it's almost that it's not that that fight got any harder or easier. It's that everything before got easier, especially getting through that stuff with the satyrs and all that poison. Mm -hmm. If if you can get out of there with a couple of death defiances, you know, getting yeah. to Hades, getting through the Hades fight isn't the worst thing in the world. But so often runs just get decimated in there with all that poison garbage yeah. that happens and all those lasers. Uh, and and it just ruins good runs. So if you can get through that part and not in too bad a shape. Mm -hmm. I don't think the Hades fight is the worst thing. That that I, second form I, is is kind of a bitch, but yeah, it, I you think can get the through. Minotaur and uh, was it Theseus? Yeah, uh, is it Theseus? You might be right. I can't remember. Yeah, that yeah. fight that fight continues to suck. I, one, I I like I struggle with that one way more. Like it took me yeah. way more tries to get past them than it did for me to beat Hades. Um, right, like the the Furies, like uh, any other boss fight that's in there, I feel like I got way better at the Furies. None of them bother me, even if I have to fight all three. You know like, what yeah, bothers sure, me? I, I get through these. What's that? The furries. Mm. Mm. That's good yeah. to know. Good um, to know. The the okay. Hydra, the Bone Hydra. I, oh, no problem. Easy peasy. Like he he's is a joke. he's a joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No problem. Fuck that uh, Hydra. I get the, that Minotaur. Uh, even the Minotaur part is not bad. I, if it was just him, okay. Yeah, but it's absolutely. it's Theseus throwing his damn spear. Do you take the Minotaur out first or Theseus? I fucking hate Theseus. He's just, he uh, stands there and talks shit, and then he throws like he just doesn't engage yeah. you in combat. He just runs yeah. away because he's a little. I, bitch. I would love. Uh, it's it's so often that I I kill the the Minotaur. I forgot his name. It starts with an A. Um, but it, I, I so often kill the Minotaur first just because he is near me more often than Theseus is because Theseus just hangs back and throws his bullshit and and such a dick. Uh, on, a, on a couple of occasions, I've killed him first, and, and I've loved it. Like, fuck yeah, that guy. I what did a, that the what second a time. total asshole. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I, I am so happy I finished that game. I'm going to try and get to the 10th. Uh, run yeah. successful run because mm -hmm. I know that's like when you get the yeah. true ending. Or, or I'm probably going to go back to that game at some point too. Um, I I really enjoyed my time with it. I was playing it before we recorded the podcast. I was I was playing on the computer and Jude was playing on the Switch next to me. Um, and I'm going to try and beat it with all the weapons and get to that tenth victory so I can see like it's it's. I think what makes that game so remarkable. And I know we've talked about this. Is it how engaged I feel with the story that's happening in a roguelike? 
Mm -hmm. um, and like, even though I knew, like having listened to you know, Game of the Year podcasts that go into more detail about the story stuff, it still is very affecting once you finally get through it. Um, because, you know, you've been there with Zag as you've been struggling to escape from Hades. And it was on my 51st or 52nd attempt uh, that I got through it. And I know my Steam Hour count, and it may be inflated a bit, like, because if it's been sitting at the pause menu. Uh, but I played that game for almost 60 hours. And I don't know how long I played it on the Switch. So, <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's it's That's a lot. one of my favorite games yeah. ever. Um, I don't yet know. not not yet not our game of the year. I <laughs> look. Chase is not a fan God. of our um our stuff. Yeah, I I love I love Final Fantasy VII. I Hades got robbed. Hades got robbed. Anyway, um, uh, Johnny, I'm I'm glad yeah. you're going to go after it uh, and and work towards that that ten win thing for the for the full story stuff. I think maybe even more important than, than unlocking the story stuff is unlocking some of those new aspects for the, the weapons where they just com yeah. can change them completely. I got um, the one for the fist because I had two Titan bloods that I can use. So mm -hmm. I got that one. Uh, well, not even, not even those, like the ones that you haven't even been able to see yet uh, oh. that change the weapons entirely because they, they draw on different mythologies like the spear. You can get like the, the aspect of Guan Yu, which is from, uh, Chinese mythology slash dynasty warriors. Um, uh, and then the sword, I think, I think it's Excalibur. I think, I think you get like King Arthur really? thing. So it has some, and, and it very much changes the way those weapons work. Um, it, it, like way more than what the other aspects do. And, uh, and I haven't even unlocked a bunch of those. I think I've only gotten a couple of them. Um, but those are, it's, those are really neat. And then also, uh, trying to unlock the the summons from from some of the characters if you bond with them enough, and I haven't unlocked any of those yet, but I, I hear yeah. that some of those are really really cool as well. Oh. Um, Sounds yeah. like I have to play a bunch more Hades. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm me too. Me too. Which um, uh, yeah, no yeah, problem at all. It's such a special game. I'm, I'm it's so really glad good that it exists. Um, and that's basically it for me. Cool. Right on. You guys, uh, you guys want to talk about Nintendo Direct first or news first? What? Let me take a quick look at the news. Um, let's let's knock out the news quickly, and then yeah, yeah, we'll I, wrap up I with Nintendo. Like the, I feel like Nintendo would be a nice end cap. Yeah. Sure. Because uh, yeah, oh. some of these news stories pretty bummers all almost yeah. all around. Yeah. Yeah, we want to uh, change that tone quite a bit. All right. So uh, we well, just. Just, the Nintendo Direct's going to also kind of count the bummer. Uh -huh. I mean, it'll be, you know, there's some good It'll stuff. be fine. It'll be um, fine. Uh, <laughs> so we already talked about Valheim, how well it's doing. Uh, Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 will not release until 2022. Overwatch 2 is more confusing because it's... Just Overwatch 1? It's just Overwatch 1. So what... Yeah. What's and the problem? Maybe it's I, an Among Us thing where Overwatch One is still making so much money that you know maybe. Then we why announce Overwatch Two? I good it was point. already at the peak of its popularity. Or why does Blizzard popular. do anything? I don't know. No one knows. Yeah, they're uh, struggling a little bit. Uh, Diablo Four. Like, we got that sweet mobile port, mobile game. That uh, came honestly, out. I've 
I've been reading that the mobile game it's not out yet, first of all. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's supposed to be but pretty You know what I mean? Like I've been hearing that even though it got a lot of flack, it's actually yeah, not terrible. It's not what people wanted, but it's not that it's not good. It's just yeah. not what people wanted. Yeah, that yeah. uh Diablo 2 remake is supposedly uh in the works. I assume that will come out this year cuz why would you put two Diablo games out in 2022? Uh, but then again, it's Activision Blizzard. Who, so. who said they're actually going to come out in 2022, Johnny? Not me. <laughs> uh, yeah, you- so we'll see what happens with that. The Overwatch thing just confuses the hell out of me, though, because the way they announced it was very confusing to begin with and how they said it was going to tie in with the first... We, we don't have to get into it, but anyway, I like Overwatch. I'm excited to play whatever that second game is. I will definitely you know, be picking that up, I imagine. I've only ever played Diablo 3. I'm probably more interested in the Diablo 2 remake than I am in Diablo 4. Uh, And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Speaking of confusing business moves, Mm. uh, a little game that I, if I knew about it before, I had forgotten about, uh, Six Days in Fallujah is being released in 2021 for some reason. So this game was never officially canceled. Um, it's, it's been brought back to life for unknown, for not political reason. They, they're not making a political game. They cannot stress uh-huh. that enough. Oh yeah. It taking place in Fallujah when all the bad things were happening in Fallujah. It's not, mm. it doesn't have a message. They stand by nothing. Uh, so, uh, Chase, you very kindly linked to a, a Twitter feed from someone whose account has now been deleted, so I can't... Oh, Rami's deleted his account? Oh, uh-huh. shit. Uh, no, well, I can't Rami... that. Okay, uh, well, well, Rami Ismail uh, is the is one half, of, or was one half of the uh, of uh, Vlambeer, uh, who you might remember from all those fun games. Um, yeah, he he had... I think so. Th- over the course of this week, I think he's been getting increasingly frustrated. Uh, Rami's Egyptian, not Iraqi, so some people are like, "Why are you getting? Why are you care so much about a Fallujah game?" Um, but he is also maybe the most prominent game developer of of any Middle Eastern descent. Mm-hmm. So he kind of ends up uh, de facto speaking for a lot of those people, and and it it is kind of gross. It, it's more than kind of gross. It's super gross how. Uh, how this stuff is has been going on and how uh, the developers are trying to say, no, 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 it's not political because it, come on, fuck off. Then, then um, make a game that has the story you want to tell set in any other conflict. Like, yeah. don't, like, what do you think is going to happen when you say, oh, yeah, we're making this game that's uh, it's set during... Uh, this is just a fucking mess. It's a, it's a mess. Yeah, it, it's a mess. It's a bad it's a idea mess. all around. Um, anyway, the, to, to put a bow on the Rami stuff, uh, I assume he deleted his account because uh, today, in fact, he has continued to be frustrated and now was also frustrated at the game's media for not bringing in any voices of people who weren't, like, who, who uh, you know, um, of, especially of Middle Eastern descent. Like, mm-hmm. he, he hadn't been asked for comments. Uh, he hadn't been uh, asked to direct to other people. Um, and because he is that prominent figure, he's kind of the, the voice that you talk to or at least uh, indirectly find sources through. And uh, and he was commenting some stuff. And uh, people were 
shitty about it, and uh, and I think he got sick of it and just uh, and deleted yeah. his account. I assume he'll be back at some point. Uh, he is a his his voice matters a lot in the games industry. He's able to totally uh, put a spotlight on a lot of developers who would not normally get a spotlight. So I hope he comes back. Uh, it is frustrating that uh, you know he's obviously very passionate about. Uh, people, people of his uh, background who, uh, you know, get treated in lots of different ways. I'm mm-hmm. like one of the running jokes because he does a lot of flying around to different events is, uh, you know, Rami getting stopped at the airport because he is Middle Eastern descent with a, with a large beard. And, you know, he's going to get stopped at the airport. He, he has a tracker for where he gets stopped, how long those things, how long those checks take those, those random checks. Um, anyway, it's, that that's not necessarily the story. We're we're talking about the six days of Pluto game, which is also sickening in its own way. Yeah. Uh, it's just it, it's not like we've been through enough of this with Call of Duty. I don't think we need more stories in this, especially yeah. if they're just going to be told with another America hoorah. Uh, I it's give yeah two fucks about that at this point in time, and it's a sad fucking you know here in the chat. You know, I'll just quote it. It's almost like the new owner of the game wants to grab attention, whispers, because maybe the game is trash. Yes, like, absolutely. But why put the time into making it, like, complete and public? Like, why? You know, uh, I I think that right now, like, this game had already had legs on it from a development standpoint. As we're seeing left and right, shit is hard to put out right now. And I think that, like, you're also seeing a delay in getting things developed for the next generation of consoles based off of availability. And so it makes sense to dust dust off old shit. Yeah, so let's let's take a game set during the I, I Look, I'm not defending foreign you. policy decisions trying to ever answer your question. in modern history of America, and, and let's... Yeah, let's I, I get it, man. It's a fucking mess. It's It's so stupid. Fuck, fuck that. That's all I can say. Yeah. Fuck that. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's whatever. We'll see what happens with that when it comes out. If it comes out, they say it's coming out this year. Um, we'll see how it performs. Uh, hey guys, we all have PS5s. Have you guys had any problems with your DualSense controllers having drift? No, but I am having a hell of a time with my the power on this thing and Are you having the rest mode thing yep i've been having it since day one i put this thing in rest mode and it hard fucking shuts down and oh. i have like every time i go to like start it up i get that screen like your playstation wasn't shut down properly and so i don't even fuck with rest mode anymore i have to shut this shut thing down? down man wow yep. Chase, you had any issues i've had zero problems i think my only real problem is that the um, the the touchpad part mm-hmm. is like the when you on the front on the top of the controller, I guess. Yep. Um, that little strip uh, is very close to the uh, the port where you put in the the charging cable, mm-hmm. and there are many nights where it's dark, and I just feel like I'm jamming into this what I think is the slot, and it's oh, not no. the slot. It's the, the it's the seam for the touchpad, oh, no. and I have to go. Wait yep. a minute, that's not where that fucking goes. Uh, um, We've all but been other there. Than that, no, I've I've had zero problems <laughs> with uh with uh with my PS5 or my DualSense. Yeah, I guess same, I'm one of the lucky ones. Same here. Uh, I like I I keep 
knocking on wood because I'm like, man, I keep this thing in rest mode at all times. Uh, the controller, I've had nothing but good things to say about it, but apparently uh, there are enough people having problems that a class action lawsuit has been filed. Um, and I guess people who are having issues have also been having a hell of a time uh, getting them repaired. Um, so that's yeah. honestly man, like my biggest yeah. fear with like my my CPU and my GPU on my PC and my PlayStation Five. Like the stuff that I would say is bringing me like daily enjoyment, and like my PC is like an actual work machine outside of gaming. And hearing report, like we don't have it in the news here, but like since we're kind of talking about it, the reports came out that the projections for the availability to get the chips and processors and stuff right now across the board from like lesser lesser known mobile phone manufacturers all the way to gaming consoles, et cetera, not good right now. And yeah. unfortunately, if you don't have one, it's not going to get easier. Um, scalpers aside, like there's an actual shortage happening on this stuff. And so like the idea of getting something serviced on my PlayStation 5 right now just sounds fucking awful. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I understand that it's a that there's a pandemic going on and there are shortages. If there's if there's a company that I would tend to trust to be able to make repairs on electronics, it's a company that builds a lot of fucking electronics every fucking year. Oh sure. I I, they, I feel like they should have things in place for this, and and if if that's where the lawsuit's coming from, I'm not I'm not worried so much about things that break. Things break all the time. Like just yeah. some stuff. Sometimes things are defective. Um, you know that sucks. Uh, but I think the real problem is when companies won't own up to that, or or will purposefully make the problem worse in some sure, ways, yeah. or or say that they're doing something and not doing something. <coughs> Seven, <coughs> twenty. Seventy. <coughs> sorry, sorry about that. Um, God, it's real hey, bad. Save your sixty dollars and just spend twenty and get Valheim. It's a better video game than Cyberpunk. I, I did. I I did save my sixty dollars because you bought it for me. <laughs> you bought you bought the game. <laughs> you still can't buy that fucking game. You can't buy yeah. that game on PlayStation. Yeah, I keep sorry, getting that, and that's insane. It's crazy, right? Sorry, crazy. sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't want to derail here. You were saying no, no. I mean, uh, hey, it's never derailing if we're shitting on Cyberpunk. <laughs> God yeah. damn. Uh, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's like I said, I've, I've been very fortunate, but apparently enough people out there are having issues that a, a lawsuit's been filed. Um, you want me to take this last one? Cause I added it there or did you read the story for it? So I saw this in a Reddit post I did. Okay. last week. <laughs> yeah. And I love I this like, story. I it's, was like, oh, that's, that's funny. God. And then it got picked up by, uh, news outlets and some, some tricky developer, uh, Named themselves very positive, as get, they did the Lucille yeah. Bluth wink mm -hmm. to uh, to Valve. To, yeah, so if you don't know, if you're not familiar, if you don't use Steam, when you go to a, a the pay, the store page for a game, uh, it has uh, the reviews, uh, the developer, the publisher, and this person name like all that stuff is listed, you know, in a little compact text really closely to each other. And it's so, and it's color coded too. Like it's mm -hmm. it's really it's it easily draws the eye because yep. there's colors there. And when you're reviewing, when you see reviews on Steam, the reviews specifically, if it's positive, it'll be blue. 
if it's mixed, it's orange, and if it's bad, it's red, and it and yep. it splits it up between recent reviews and all reviews. Wait, wait, and, wait, wait, wait. And then underneath that is the developer and publisher, yeah. and those blue. links are always blue. <laughs> yes. So this so, this absolute are you, say, are you saying uh, that they got in trouble brain. for this? Yeah. Oh yeah, they did. Uh, uh, but this I got some, galaxy. I better, I better go galaxy, and do some shit for the show. <laughs> uh, this galaxy brain developer. Uh, named their named their developer and publisher as uh, very positive, mm-hmm. so it shows up very positive in blue, uh, just like it would with the with it's the uh, so reviews. Good. And if somebody's not paying a lot of attention, because oh, it's, it's easy a, just to yeah. see, oh yeah, that's blue, so it must be oh, very positive. Yeah, people like this game. Let me buy oh, it. And you just pick it up. Uh, and the game's the game's not even important. What's the game called? Like Emoji Evolution Emoji or something Evolution. like that. Yeah, it's it's very um, positive. And the developer, who's who uh, English is not their first language, uh, but even the developer says like this is not my best game. Um, like <laughs> this is it's it was it was kind of funny, uh, and I I just kind of tried to game the system a little bit, thinking like oh yeah, like just it made sense, it seemed clever, and uh, and now that it's gained a little bit of prominence, Valve uh, Valve said no, yeah. no, you can't nope. do that. Uh, <laughs> and pack they your, pack your shit. They have. Uh, I think they've taken down the game, and they've at least temporarily banned the uh, the developer from putting games on Steam. Uh, so mm-hmm. hey. it didn't quite work out in his favor. But man, I appreciate the hustle. What a what a what silly... a fucking great story. <laughs> you gotta you gotta make that bread. You know. What I'm saying? I love it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> oh my god. God, so that's good. so good. That's so, so that, good. That rounds out uh, my news. Let me hand it over to my co-anchor, Chase Kinnicky, our reporter. Yeah. Field. Chase. Resident Nintendo you. enthusiast. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's me. Um, so I'll say, we, uh, like we mentioned at the top of the show, this was the first proper Nintendo Direct for over a year and a half. I think it's been pretty hotly anticipated when we would get another one of these. And I'm sure a lot of it has to deal with covid uh, throwing everyone's schedules uh, into into complete disarray. Mm-hmm. Uh, the schedules for how this direct would be produced, plus how getting developers to actually continue to make their games, to be able to make assets to uh, provide for a show like this. So I, I understand why it's been a bit, but still, this is this was an event that we all were really yeah. excited for every time it happens, um, and we've even been excited for the mini ones and the indie worlds. But this is the one where we were thinking, okay, big things are going to happen. And I would say, on the whole, big things didn't really happen. But I think there's a, a, enough fun, smaller stuff and a couple of big things that it was a it was a relatively decent way to spend 50 minutes. Well, at least 45 minutes. And then maybe the last five kind of went off the rails a little bit. I, um, I definitely did not enjoy this one as much. I, we, we enjoyed a lot of it. In the, the valleys, moment, Bobby. and then yeah, there there was definite. Anyway, we'll get into it. Um, I'm not going to cover everything that happened in this 50 minutes uh, because some of that stuff just doesn't need it. Hey, Hades is getting a physical release. Yeah, cool. I mean, yeah, I love Hades. We've talked we've talked about Hades on this podcast. This this podcast right here that we're recording now, we've talked about Hades. I don't think we need to talk so much about a physical version coming out. Big deal. Uh, so let's talk about some of the, the bigger things, the things we found kind of interesting here. 
The show started with, uh, I, and I knew, I knew as soon as it started, this was a Smash Brothers thing, but uh, mm, good, good on Nintendo for continuing to try to bait and switch some of these things. Uh, they opened up with a pretty drawn-out trailer for some Xenoblade Chronicles 2 stuff. You saw the, the characters uh, whose names, of course, I know. I don't, I don't know. I, I own that game, but I've never played it. Um, Johnny, you've played a lot of that game. What Name one person from that game. <laughs> this is a sword guy. Uh, Shulk. Shulk. Shulk is from the first game, not from the I, second game. I played game, like but yeah. 30 hours of that first game, and I really... Yeah, you didn't it. finish it, though. No, because it, it's like... That's the important Really the important long. Part. And also because you don't finish games. Um, anyway, so we, we got the, the bait and switch that, uh, hey, the new Smash character slash characters are the... are, are Pyrrha and Mithra from mm-hmm. Xenoblade Chronicles 2... Uh, these, while I'm not familiar with the story of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I know that these two are physical embodiments of swords. Um, like that's kind of what this game is. It's waifus, but the waifus are swords. And these are the main two sword waifus. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's, that's what they are. So it, this kind of has like a, it looks like it's, they didn't, we didn't get like a full Sakurai, Hey, here's every move this character does. I'm sure that will come later, but um, it does seem like there's kind of an old Zelda chic mechanic here, where you can transform, or like a Pokemon trainer, where you can transform from Pyrrha to Mithra, and each of them performs slightly differently in the way that they uh, way that they, they do their attacks. It's fine. It's I'm I don't think it's the characters that any of us wanted for sure. But, uh, you know, they're fine. I, look, I don't have a lot um, to offer when it comes to uh-huh. to this, this discussion. Anime. Well, anything. But anime, <laughs> Smash Brothers, friendship, all the above. I do feel it's a disservice to not put our 2020 best girl forever in our hearts, Impa, from Hyrule Warriors into smash brothers she would be perfect she would be fucking perfect she'd be dropping frogs all day long on people god if you were if you were going to put a nintendo published sword lady in this game you probably should have gone with impa but they they didn't they went with these two which is fine uh they'll they'll be fine it's fine it's fine is it fine chase the the internet is happy because now they get to have more fan art of of these two. And oh no, they're they're anime girls. When the hey, happy, I'll tell you what. The rest of the world weeps. I saw that. I saw what they did to our that sweet little Kirby, and it's <laughs> it's not yeah, good. That's God. We didn't see that in the trailer. That is always the most. That is always the thing people want to see the most. Is well, what's the Kirby transformation going no. to be? Uh, yeah, if Kirby just gains like two, well, I guess that's the part we didn't mention. Both of these, uh, sword ladies are quite, uh, well endowed. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like two extra Kirby's on you at that point. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, so that's how they started the show. <laughs> good, yeah. good start all around. Uh, and then we got some, some kind of quicker stuff, some, some, uh, uh, some ports of some relatively popular games, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, 
You may yeah, remember that's, that's coming to Switch, uh, which, you know, maybe it'll run better now that they've had time to work on that game. Uh, have, have either of you gone back to that at all uh-huh. since, no. since played it came out? in the last few weeks, actually. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. How does it play? Does it, like, does it feel like they've cleared up their network issues and things? Yeah, I was able to get jump right in. Me and Jude cool. played some of it together. Nice. And I know they're continuing their DLC stuff for that, um, and it seems like it's still relatively popular. I mean, certainly not as popular as it was when it first came out, but I, th- I think they're still getting players. That's good. Um, and then Outer Wilds, which is a, a yeah. really great game that uh, that is also coming out. Both of these games are coming out sometime this summer uh, for for Nintendo yeah. Switch. I I'm not. I mean, Outer Outer Wilds is not necessarily the most complex looking game, but I'm not sure that the Switch is the yeah. best place to play that. If you don't have anywhere else you can play that game. Very true. Very true. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got it on, on PlayStation. I believe you guys have it on PC or uh, probably played... I played it on Xbox because it was a Game Pass game. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, I'm, gl- I'm glad it's on Switch, but that's probably not the place I would want to play it. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit out of order on some of these things. Um, let's see, more... You know what? No, never mind. I'm not. I'm just going to go back in order. Um, then we got uh, an announcement for two new old visual novel mystery games. Uh, I've I've never heard of these games Nancy before. Drew? They were no, not quite, not quite. Um, these apparently were Japan only, um, but they are called Famicom Detective Club. I've I've never heard of this series before, but I imagine it had to come out on the NES, which was the Famicom in Japan. Um, So these two games, let me remember their names, because they both have subtitles to them. Uh, Famicom Detective Club The Missing Heir and Famicom Detective Club The Girl Who Stands Behind are coming to Nintendo Switch Hmm. on May 14th. And... I don't know. They seem. I'm probably. I'm like probably visual end up playing these. Yeah, uh, they look kind of like visual novels, but also, if you, you guys might not do this as much as I do because I do the monthly preview episodes. But I go through the Switch store, the eShop, and there are a bunch of just trash oh. visual novels all over the eShop. So part of me sees this, goes, "Okay, these are." Like these aren't just uh, these aren't just ports of these games or localizations of these old games. They they are complete remakes. Uh, it's, and it looks like they've got a lot of like animation to them. The same energy when you look at what the eShop has for trash visual novels, the Steam storefront oh, has yeah. waifu uh-huh. VR it's stuff. <laughs> that's Absolutely. The the difference is crazy. the difference is uh, I bet the Steam stuff is a little um, well, steamier. Uh, in in some ways, there's Grand you Theft Wi-Fi. If you ever want to play that on stream, God, uh, yikes! So anyway, just very quickly, Chase. I went to yeah. the uh, Wikipedia page, sure. for uh, Famicom uh, Detective Club. They originally mm-hmm. released in 1988, uh, produced by none other than Gunpei Yokoi. Ooh, I like him. He made the Game Boy. And written by Yoshio Sakamoto, who's got a Not really long list of stuff he's worked on for Nintendo over the years. Cool. 
Well, I, I'm excited for these. They are available for pre-order now. They're not cheap. They're like 35 bucks each, uh, which that's more than I necessarily want to pay for, for a game that I kind of just want to try. But uh, I, I was actually just thinking, looking through all these garbage-ass visual novels on eShop, you know, I'd kind of like to play a good one of these. And maybe these are the ones that I'll give a shot. Or... I'm pretty sure I, I own, I, in fact, I guarantee that I own the uh, Phoenix Wright games on Switch. I should probably just play those. The instead. Ace Attorney <laughs> himself? Yeah. yeah. I've never those played are those games. Are they good? Uh, I played a bit of one on the DS, I think. And and yeah, I, I thought it was like the, the courtroom stuff, going around and talking to people and finding clues. Uh, yeah, I, I think they're kind of fun. I, I would say they... They're maybe like a little bit more adventure game than they are visual novel, but there is there are definitely visual novel elements to them as well. Anyway, so like I said, those games come out um, on May 14th, and they're sold separately. Even though they announced them together, uh, each each of those games are going to cost 35 bucks. Which okay, Woof. okay, okay, Nintendo, whatever whatever you say. Uh, then we saw Samurai Warriors Five coming this summer. Bobby, we know that you are you are Dynasty Warriors uh, uh, editor here on the Casual Hour now after Hyrule Age of Calamity, so I'm sure you're going to pick this one up, right? Well, I've already committed to another Warrior-style game. It's true. it's true. I don't know if I have it in me to do three this close to one another, <laughs> but I'll try my best. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've already broken my rule of one Warrior-style game per system at this point. In fact, I've broken it twice. Uh, and I'm about to break it three times with a uh, with a uh, persona. Um, hey, fool me once. <laughs> Shame on you. Uh, I'm I'm more of a Dynasty Warriors fan than a Samurai Warriors. Dynasty Warriors first. Uh, I I appreciate that cast of characters. I'm not saying that the the, the Samurai Warriors are bad. You know, Nobunaga Oda is a is a great great character. Uh, I think they do cool stuff with uh with some of those guys. I played the Warriors Orochi games, which kind of combines Dynasty Warriors and, and Samurai Warriors together. But uh, you, know, you can't you can't beat Zuzu and Cao Cao and Zhang Lao and Zhang He and you can't, I can you keep can't I, I can just keep going. Zhang, Zhang Fei, Guan Yu, as we mentioned in uh, in Hades. You know, there's so many. Dian Wei. You want me to keep going? Liu Bei. I would like you to keep Yu, going down the list of games to cover. Zhou Yu. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'll stop. Uh, <laughs> uh, then we got, there's a, a, another localization that's happening for the first time ever. Uh, Legend of Mana, which uh, yeah. was originally a 1999 uh, role-playing game made by Square Enix for the PlayStation 1. And that is getting a Switch port slash remaster like it, it looks way better than ps1 so i think they actually did a little bit of work to it um i've i have never seen this game before it is part of the mana series but it's uh like a spin-off it's uh it's not one of those first four games um yeah i i don't know i thought it looked good i thought it yeah, looked I, really uh, really crisp and clean yeah, they did some updates to to some systems around like the audio of it it looked like and the overall visuals um, they have some mini games that look like like steps in it. it. It looks like if you're into this shit, like it's a pretty good one of those. Yeah. Uh, then there was some Monster Hunter bullshit that we can skip over. 
God, that looks so good. It's a big spider in it. I saw. I, I like. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. I'm looking at all those those uh, those monsters, and I'm thinking, like, man, like, what elements would they bring over the armor? And I was also looking for some of the sword play. Or I'm sorry, the hammer play that they were doing, and I saw a couple hammers that looked really cool in that. Mm. Um, I that game is locked and loaded. I want it to get here. I cannot wait. Um, I'm, and that's I'm, soon. That's uh, that's March 26th. That's yeah. you know. Yeah, that's coming around the corner. So I'm very, very excited. Uh, cannot wait to play a lot of that. You know, I watched that trailer and looked at those monsters and thought, I wonder if that one's going to be in Monster Hunter Stories too. Fair. Could Which be. they didn't mention. Could be. Very sad. Very sad. Anyway, moving on. Um, the next game, I think. Mm, there's there's one game I liked more, but I think this is definitely Bobby's game of the show, and that is Mario Golf Super Rush coming Fuck out yeah. June twenty fifth. God, that game looks uh, good. It looks fucking rad, man. It looks so it's, good. I I very much enjoyed the Mario Golf series over the years. Yeah, um, I've played one since the N sixty four. It's been a long time. I, I would say they've gotten worse since mm -hmm. the N sixty four version and the and the Game, game Boy, Boy Color version. Color version was the best. Yeah, well, they came out at the same time. They had functionality between oh. each other. They, they, that was where they kind of peaked in that era, and then, uh, and then they've they've been okay. I, the three DS one honestly was really really good, um, but this one seems extra promising for a number of reasons. One of them is there's kind of like a they've combined Mario Kart and Mario Golf together. In yep. this kind of speed speed golf mode where everyone plays at the same that time. like a trip. That does look really fun. So like you hit your ball and then you run to your ball and then you hit it again. But there are also movement powers like Mario can get a superstar uh, that can make him invincible. Uh, Peach had some kind of like rhythmic gymnastic thing that let her jump a little bit more. Yoshi can roll on a big egg. Uh, Luigi like, just death stares at you as you go by him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. uh, it no, it looks like it guy. looks like a, a lot of chaotic fun for uh, like a, a much different way to play golf. But also, it does have the the very slow, methodical play. It, it showed that there are ways to line up your shot in the way that you want, and to to check a lot of the the variables, wind and and uh, grade of the of the uh, the ground and things like that. Um, and then the thing that I was most excited about is that you can bring you can build a me. And the me is uh, part of a new story mode, which they haven't had. They haven't had like a real story mode in one of these for a while. This reminds me a lot of the Game Boy Color version, which is the best Mario Golf game they've ever made. Um, God, so that's really exciting to wait. me. Yeah, that'll be that'll be really fun, and we don't have to wait super long. That's that's June, June twenty fifth. So not not too bad at all. Uh, yeah, that that was. That was a very cool moment for me, and also just really good. I, they didn't say specifically, but I have to assume this is Camelot making making this uh, because they've made all the other Mario Golf games, and uh, you know I really like Camelot a lot. I wish uh, I wish they'd make another Golden. Star, I like but, Camelot. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Yep. Well done. Um. Then uh, Bobby's favorite game, Tales from the Borderlands, is coming to Switch March twenty fourth. Uh, yeah. I've act you know what. You know what? That's not fair. Tales from the Borderlands is halfway decent. I've played through at least one of those chapters, 
and I is think she it's, in it? No, she is not in it. <laughs> the one who shall not be named. Uh, um, <laughs> no, you're you're safe. You're safe from uh, Miss Tiny. Uh, but also, it's Borderlands, and at this point, I just cannot be bothered with Borderlands stuff. No, nope. I don't think if I've you, bounced I, off a game as hard as I did Borderlands Three. And yeah, you convinced it, Chase <laughs> to buy you it. Fucker, you motherfucker! On the and platform that he has. and I gave <laughs> him Cyberpunk 2077 for Christmas. Yeah, you you are really. That's a better game than Borderlands Three. And he also suggested to me that I should play Pantsu Hunter. So you know, Bobby, three for three on, on game suggestions. Well I don't done, have Bobby. to remind you that I thought it was Pantsu Dragoon. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I thought it was. A, I, yeah. I don't know. It just looked like something you would like. How many? How many Telltale games are on Switch? You guys know? Uh, Not many, right? I can't think of. I can't think of actually Walking another. The Walking Dead ones are, Telltale. aren't they? I don't. Are they? I'll, I don't remember. I'll look. You keep moving. I'll look it up. Uh, okay. Let's see. Batman. So this, Batman is. Okay. So okay. I, so it's not the first one. Um, I guess I just haven't played any of them on Switch. Interesting. Anyway. So uh, yeah. Moving on. Uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium came out today. Let me ask you guys a question. Do you want to pay? $40 for a bunch of arcade classic games. About as much arcade. as I want to pay $60 for a poorly made Zelda game. <laughs> we'll get to it, Bobby. Don't spoil don't, don't things. Bury the lead, Bobby. Well, if you guys didn't want to pay $40 for a bunch of Capcom arcade games, you could pay less than that just for a portion of those Capcom arcade games uh, because this, this stadium collection you can kind of split up into into these different packs of games. And uh, and it's not completely a la carte. I think there's four of these packs, and uh, and each of them has a, a different selection of games inside it. So if you just want the Street Fighter 2, then you can buy the pack that has the Street Fighter 2 in it. No, you can't, you can't go, quite go piecemeal. This isn't Xbox Game Room, but, uh, you know, if you, like, if you like those Capcom Arcade games... If you want to play the best uh, the best version of Ghosts and Goblins that's going to come out this month, that's the way to do it. Because it man. sure as shit ain't the new one. And we've talked wow. about that on the show before. Yeah. Bobby, get excited. Because on March 16th, that's soon, that is less than a month from now, you can get to play Stubbs the Zombie again. God, I love this game. It, I, I've we, said it. We talked about this game before, I think. Like we talked about some of these B games from yeah. from older generations. Yep. I never played this one. It is so good. It's built on the same fucking engine as Halo. First of all, um, it run it ran runs probably pretty fucking good. And I I told you this before. I've, I've mentioned it before multiple ways. One of my, if not my favorite, video game soundtrack. It is a really great collection of songs from the 50s and 60s done by modern indie artists of, well, I say like modern, knowing yeah. now that this is like no, no longer modern. 20, 20 <laughs> years old. Jesus Christ, that's fucking weird. But uh, I mean, like it's got Flaming Lips, Death Cab for Cutie, a bunch of other things on there as well. Um, 
Well, well, it did. Who knows? They didn't that's, mention that's, anything about I know. the music. I really I wonder, hope the music's there. I really hope I wonder in like a Tony Hawk in a Tony Hawk way, did they go back and do the work to get all that licensed music? I don't know, man. But that gameplay is really cool. Maybe it's... they even got more modern bands to <laughs> to do covers of the covers. Do you oh, ever God. think of that? And I mean, you all know that like I love mid century shit. This is definitely like a game. Say I think it's set in fifty nine. Um, it's dumb, it's quirky, it's campy, it's really fucking cool. I cannot wait to play it again. Uh, I'm sure I'll be let down because I did play this. Um, shit, I played it. I think the 360 was out, so I didn't play it when it first came out. But I still had 2005. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that I played. I played this maybe like a year after it came out, but I still have my old Xbox and I played it there. Video games have changed a little bit from uh, from when this game first came out, so it, it will be interesting to see if if yeah. this stuff actually holds up. Um, but I, I think it's cool. I, I think it's really fun that people are going back and you know we had we had that uh, that remaster of uh, of uh, well, what's it called Destroy All Humans that came out somewhat recently, and this feels in that same vein of hey, we brought back this game that you forgot about completely. <laughs> Like that's, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Then we got a trailer for No More Heroes Three, which is coming out August twenty seventh. Uh, it's more Travis Touchdown. Um, I, not none of us have played a No More Heroes game before, correct? No. Nope. Yeah. No. Uh, not not necessarily my favorite series, but uh, you know people have been waiting for this one on Switch for a while. Um, so good for them. We'll we'll see what happens. Then we got a trailer for Neon White, which is coming out this winter. That was the Anna I, Annapurna one, right? This is Annapurna, which you know I I kind of trust Annapurna these days because they've they yeah. put out some really good stuff. I I'm not sure about this one. It's it's first person. Yeah. It looks like a lot of platforming. It looks like it's about assassination. Um, I've I've been doing enough first person platforming in Destiny lately to go. That's not my favorite <laughs> genre okay. of game. No way. Okay, because uh-huh. I just yep. read something. Maybe you guys knew this already. I texted it to you about Ben Esposito. Well, no, I'm sorry. So Ben Esposito, creator of Donut County, yeah. is the developer of this game. Yeah, his name was in the corner of the the trailer. I did see that. Oh, oh shit, okay. I didn't know that. Um, so but what I what I maybe texted this will you. Be good? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I if Anna Pern is behind it, if Ben Esposito is behind it. And then the thing I did text you guys, it's the voice of Spike motherfucking Spiegel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Bobby, that is the Cowboy Bebop man, the, the anime that you bought. Mm-hmm. Um, call me, call me Bobby Bebop. Of, of Super he's Robo the, fame. Yes, exactly. Got it. That's his best known work. Um, even though his dubbed voice is not actually in that game. Uh, <laughs> un, un, unimportant, for sure. Was this <laughs> um, a Switch only game? I don't know. You know, it was announced at the direct, so that. But I'm. I imagine it could go other places. But uh, yeah, I. I don't know. I. I want to look at that trailer a little bit more closely and see a little bit more about what that game is. It's but at uh, least coming to PC because it has a Steam page. Okay. Okay. Who knows? That could be good. We'll. We'll see. Uh, next, I know, I, Bobby, you, I think of the three of us, actually, I don't know, between the two of you, who is the bigger superhero fan? Bobby. Probably me. Yeah? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Well, Bobby, I have good news for you. DC Superhero Girls colon Teen Power is coming out June 4th. So, um, there you go. Yeah. I don't, I don't want this Nintendo <laughs> version of Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. I'm good. <laughs> you know what? Uh, it's, it's not made for us for sure, but it did look relatively competent. I, I feel like it had some Persona vibes to it where there sure. is a a definite social link be with your friends do some shopping kind of stuff and then also a let's go around and fight monsters stuff i mean it's not it is not like a school and a and a jrpg put together but it is that kind of here's your downtime where you can work on your social links and here's your combat stuff um uh, yeah it's definitely not for us but right, right, I, right, right. I could see, I could see it being a competent game for uh, girls or little little girls or little boys uh, who who might be interested in in playing. Like this seems better than some of the the garbage kids games that we've seen. Uh, so I'll, I'll give it that. Let's continue moving on here. Plants vs Zombies: Battle for Neighborville Complete Edition. It's coming out March nineteenth uh, for Nintendo Switch. I, I've never played any of the the Plants vs Zombie shooter ones. I I liked it when it was a when you did like the tower defense kind of stuff. That was, that was okay. Yeah, was I an early iOS game. I played it a lot on iOS, not the three D three D ones though. Yeah, and they oh, even right. messed that one up with the, with the second one where they the they didn't get the free to play stuff right. That was pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, the, the shooter stuff, I, I actually heard it was okay. I know it was a pretty big flop when it first came out, but those games uh, apparently got way better and yeah, more competent. I, I checked it out because I subscribed to uh, the EA thing for a long time because I never mm-hmm. knew how to cancel it. Um, and there I, was a I, corn stalk that shot yeah, corns out of his arms. It was fun. It was, it was a competent online shooter. I yeah, don't know if I'll be picking fine. This up, well, but yeah, now, now it's on Switch, so yay! <laughs> uh, moving on, we are getting a port, uh, like a like a re, a port a port deluxe of uh, Metopia coming out May twenty first. Uh, is this I the old one? I'm the Can we confirm one. that? Uh, yeah, I looked up. I looked it up. It does seem like it is the old one, but it does seem like there is a, a decent amount of new content that's being added to the Switch version. Uh, I played Metopia. I think I was the only one on the podcast who did. This was a 3DS game. It's it's fun. Uh, I think it it makes a really great first impression. You get to build characters. You can make them look like your friends because they're all me's. Um, I I remember having you guys in the game. Uh, I think Bobby was a mage. I can't remember, uh, but like you you gave them different classes, and then it was a little like Tomodachi life in that there were just some times where you'd see the characters interacting. There would be some fun things that happened during the battles. It was, it was cute, but I think it's, it was a much longer game than I expected. And it really wore out its welcome. Once you saw enough of those scenes that you just went like, okay, I just want to get the game over with. But with all this new content that they're adding in, uh, it looks like there's a horse that you can befriend and ride and use in battles. Uh, who knows? I, I could see myself picking this up again and trying it out again. I, I think the Switch sure. is a great place for it. Uh, yeah, a lot of me content in this in this Nintendo Direct. 
which is crazy. First Mama in the Mia. golf game, and then in uh, no, no, sorry, Bobby, it's it's not allowed. You have to leave no. the podcast now. It's been a lot of fun. All right. Well, now that Bobby killed it, let's uh, move on. Then uh, there's going to be some Mario shit in Animal Crossing. They already told us this before, but they kind of showed off a little bit more of it. That's coming real soon, February 25th. Uh, you're going to be able to buy a bunch of this stuff just from the Nook, uh, the Nook shopping channel thing app here on your phone in the game, in-game phone. And uh, there's some cool stuff. I would say the the coolest thing is actually something that has a mechanical. Uh, addition yeah. to the game and that is the warp pipes you can purchase two of the mario green warp pipes and put them on two different places in your island and you can use it to transport yourself instantly to that other side of the island you can only have one set see... of pipes right correct only one set of pipes but still i could see this like just for me i can see this like putting my my house is in like the the bottom left corner i could totally put one in the top right corner and just instantly go there uh, and check to see if if uh, you know Jolly Red shows up there that that day. That I, seems super handy to me. I gotta say, I I'm very happy that this, that this didn't happen. But it's been like I think that it's confirmed at this point in time that Nintendo is going to monetize at some point in time, like in-app purchasing for this game. Like there's going to be shit that you can buy, and like they've they, there's I think that much has been said. I thought for sure that this content would have been like their first dabble into that being that like they've got this cool mechanic it's mario shit it seems like the perfect type of skin or pack that you could package up and say like hey 999 gets you all the mario shit and i i don't know yeah uh i would imagine that if they were going to start charging for it i haven't heard that they are going to start charging for anything um i know that you know pocket camp was where they they had a bunch of uh, microtransactions and that's why i just didn't play that much pocket pocket camp but um i imagine if they do that it's going to be after they've done a year of of free content and yeah, that would that's... put them in a really tough spot because of all their mario 35th stuff all their hey we're taking away all the mario games off the eShop after the 31st uh that wouldn't give them a ton of time to be able to put this out for sale if they wanted to hit that that mario anniversary that they're doing also uh as, as a person who's played previous animal crossing games before this is not new there has been mario shit and animal crossing games before there's been other nintendo shit uh in the very first animal crossing you could get a gamecube symbol and a nintendo 64 symbol and a and a fucking r wing and even nes games and you could play the the mini games there and then they learned that wait we can make people pay for those uh, <laughs> but there's still been mario there's still been nintendo stuff in in previous animal crossing games before so if anything they're definitely doing more with these this time like there are bricks that can float up in the air there are question mark blocks that float up in the air and or be put on the ground uh there are costumes for mario and luigi and um and wario that i remember seeing and probably other characters as well peach i know peach is in there too there's a flagpole uh but, but for me like the pipes i think is the coolest part part of me wants to just like redo my entire island and make like a, a part of my island that is cut off from everything that can only be gotten to through the pipe. And cool. so you could have like a secret grotto. That would be yeah. really cool. Uh, but also at this point, uh, I've, I've put too much time into this version of my island that 
Chase, I'm not going to do that. You did mention something. <laughs> I don't want to like, I know that we're moving ahead here. I'm going to pause yeah, yeah. back a little bit on, on one thing sure. here. You mentioned a Wario costume and yes, we missed the opportunity. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we missed the opportunity. Like Nintendo did not have to go that fucking hard in their goddamn golf outfit for Wario. That boy looks fresh nice. as fuck. Holy nice. shit. Uh, Johnny, if you just look at the thread message that I sent earlier, it's there. Uh, Those we are also some sweet pants. His hat, his pants, the whole fucking look. I mean, I, I don't know. Like he's the John Daly of oh fucking God, yes. Mario Golf. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> look at my man here. Look what they it's, did to our boy. I need that cowboy good. hat. No shit. This is very good. <laughs> Sorry, but we couldn't have not no. addressed that. I, I appreciate you calling that to our attention. That's a very important, a very important piece. Um, all right, I'm going to skip the next one because I want to end this on a nice note. So we'll uh, we'll come back to that at the end. Uh, the next game, uh, Bobby, you're also the biggest Star Wars fan of the three of us. I have great news for you. There is a free to play Star okay. Wars game oh. okay. uh, called Star Wars Hunters coming out in 2021. I, I want to know more about it. Like I saw they, they put that out there. Being published by EA. How much more do you want to know? Thank God. I want to know more. I, I want they, to know. This trailer, this trailer started with Calling All Hunters, and I thought for sure they were going to be putting out uh, a remake of, or like a remaster port of Star Wars Bounty Hunter, which is not a great game. I'll tell you this much. <laughs> the, the Bounty Hunters are very beloved and very misunderstood and the lore and fandom of Star Wars. And if they can do some really interesting stuff on bringing some of these bounty hunters more into the the spotlight, that would be cool. This is going to be a BR fucking type-ass game. I know it is. Yeah, like this is... Bobby, it's it's a free-to-play game. I I doubt this is going to be where the rich lore of Star Wars gets gets expanded upon. I think this is... uh, Maybe maybe deck yourself out into some Mandalorian armor and call it a day. Mando. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I would Who love knows? to be proven wrong. Uh, the next game, Knockout City, is coming out May 21st. I thought this was a bad trailer. I thought bad. they did a pretty poor job of showing off the The only game. thing that this was lacking was E3 cheesy-ass squad dialogue. <laughs> it was <laughs> fucking bad. I mean, it got pretty close. It got pretty close to that. Um, yeah, cover I my six. Game, I'm going in. Ugh. Ugh. I didn't think the game itself Ugh. looked terrible. It's a <laughs> it's a battle royale dodgeball game. It looks uh, from what I can tell. It doesn't look great, but I think the presentation around it that they had these All characters the, yeah, in the, these kind of like talking head like segments. The, yeah, the fake Counter Strike guy. The fake wow. Yeah, that was the dumb part, though, is that. Yeah, why were these, they there? These, yeah, the, the those characters you're don't not, even show up in the game. Yeah, you're not. This isn't Team Fortress. What are you doing? It was. I guess it was trying to like shit on other games. Like like you said, it was like Counter Strike dude, uh, World of Warcraft orc, and I don't know, like some Pixel Candy Princess. Crush princess, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, mm, it was it was not great. And then they go to the actual character selection stuff and. You like none of those characters look like any of the people that. Yes, like, what is what is are you doing? What is Chase, what's happening you, here? You work in marketing. How do things like this happen? Uh, 
I mean, it's it's because you have a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody has an idea, and then it gets changed a little bit here, a little bit there, yeah. and and then until it, eventually it, it, you have Counter yeah. Strike Man talking shit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I'm sure this came out as like let's let's be real aggressive and let's like talk shit about these other yeah. free to play multiplayer games. games. It's bad. And we'll it's show bad. we'll show how co- how much how cool and how much attitude we have. You know, Sonic the Hedgehog, he's got attitude. We can have the same thing. Um, and then I'm sure some of that got dialed down and dialed back and tweaked and changed here and there. And it just ended up being kind of lame and it didn't really make all that much sense. I don't know. It, Not for it me. Great. I think, I think the, the logo lockup is kind of cool. The knockout city, uh, type treatment sure. looks nice. Yeah. That's good looking. <laughs> uh, Bobby, you said you've played a little bit of this next one. World's end club is coming out May 28th and Nintendo switch. You said this was an Apple arcade game. It's, it's on Apple arcade. I didn't care mm-hmm. for it. But I'm definitely not the target for this this type of game. That's true. Yeah, this is made by the uh, by the uh, by the uh, Duncan Ropa people. So that that's yeah. also kind of a visual novelty kind of game. Uh, this one, I believe, is like all side scroller. Like it's a side mm-hmm. scroller, but it's got a lot of story talking stuff to it as well. Although it does, it's not just all visual novel. There's some action stuff. There were some boss fights they showed in the Correct. trailer. Um, and there were like ten characters that were all on a on a, like a ten person bike uh, biking together, which was yep. the best part of the trailer for me. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that's one I'm gonna it's, pick up. Either. It's not. It's not great. Uh, the next game they showed was the Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. They're just coming out June tenth. I didn't. I didn't see. Uh, well, I didn't write down specifically what the three titles were. I mean, it's Ninja Gaiden one, two, and three for. Uh, like the the 3D ones that that uh, Tecmo made, but it's it's like special versions. Like the the first one, it's it's Ninja Gaiden Ninja Gaiden Sigma, I think, mm-hmm. which was like the definitive version of Ninja Gaiden One. Um, I can't remember what the second one was, and then and then was there a subtitle on Ninja Gaiden Three as well? That I don't know. Bobby, are somebody looking that up? Can it's, somebody look that up? It's Sigma, Sigma Two, and Ninja Gaiden Three: Razor's Edge. Okay, yeah, Razor's Edge, right? Yes, can't it has forget all Razor's the DLC Edge. and uh, cosmetics. Those games are hard. Those They're games are hard as hard. hell. Um, like uh, they, Devil May Cry. I remember being like a hard fun, but I I don't remember these games being hard fun. It was just hard. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Again, yeah. I don't think Switch is necessarily the best place to put these these games. Cool that they're on there, though, I guess. Uh, I, I have to imagine they're also coming to other consoles. Uh, at the very least, Xbox. That's where all these came out before. I think that was, the, that was the interesting thing. Tecmo bet big on the Xbox back in those days. That's where Dead, Dead or Alive came out and, uh, and, and these games as well. Uh, and they didn't show up on PlayStation, so I, I wonder if this time will they actually come to to PlayStation, or if they're just going to stay uh, Nintendo and Microsoft. They are coming to other platforms, including PC. Huh. Cool. Okay. Interesting. All right. Uh, then we got uh, we're going to start talking about some Zelda stuff, which makes Bobby very excited. We're getting some new content for High High Rule Warriors: Age of Calamity. There is an expansion pass that's coming out. Uh, there are three segments to this, which really gives me some Fire Emblem vibes, and not in a good way. Um, 
May 28th is where I think you can start the expansion pass and you get two new costumes for Link. Only okay. Link. Um, there are other characters in that game besides Link. In fact, there are quite a few other characters besides Link, but you only get two Link costumes. Um, and then if you get the expansion pass, there will be another pack that comes out on, in June uh, of this year. And I don't, I didn't have everything in front of me, but it said expanded roster, so that I assume there's going to be at least one new character out of that and some new stuff with there. Uh, I think they said some new weapons as well. Um, and then it seems like, similar to the Fire Emblem, now that we've given you a couple things, here is the big one in November that will have some new story stuff, also expanded roster, so they'll be bringing in more new characters there. Um, here's the problem. I think we all like that game. Do we like it enough that we think we're going to keep playing Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity into November of this year? It depends. You know, like I think if there's a tie-up or a crossover or tie-in where if, if in some weird way they do precursor shit to Breath of the Wild 2, I could mm -hmm. see that being like a way to get people excited about it and really pump up like the, the, the potential characters that they do with it. I, I still have a couple people that I can unlock in the game um, that I know are more like severe in game. And there's still quite a bit to do that. I intentionally like did not keep going at the time. Cause I'm like, I want to come back to this game because I like it so much. I, I, I did what I needed to do for game of the year. I got that information, which is great, but I don't know. Like on one hand, I have the expansion pass for cadence of Hyrule, which you know, I love. And I haven't really gone back to that game, so I don't know. And like, it depends really, like when, when like things are coming out. If this comes out in November, coincides with I don't know, maybe like a Horizon Forbidden West game. Like, there's probably not a good chance where I'll be playing something from last year. When even if it has new content on it, when there's brand new stuff coming out, and I know holiday is a real sacred time for releases, also. So who knows? Yeah. Well, to give it some credit, I, I would say that. You know, a game like this, I think, lends itself better to new content than a game like Fire Emblem did, where, you know, Fire Emblem, those campaigns take a long time to do. So if they say, well, here are some new characters that you can use on your playthrough, it's like, I don't know if I'm willing to commit to another 30, 40 hour playthrough sure. just so I can use some of these characters. But in this, you can pick a character and just go into submissions. It will be, I'm sure it'll feel kind of weird to have this level one character compared to all your super high level characters, but right. it probably lends itself a little right. better. All you have to do I, is I, literally take them over to the barracks and you can up. Uh, like, well, can... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I don't know. I, I would need to see the characters, you know, if right. to, that's probably what's going to sell it for me. Um, bad news. It's, it's Mira and it's Pyra and, and Mithra again. They're, they're <laughs> Hyrule warriors. Sorry, oh. Bobby. No. That has not been confirmed, but I wouldn't put it past him at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got a, a quick trailer for Bravely Default 2, which is coming out February 26th, real soon here. I talked about that on the show uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, we got some other like super quick hits. The, uh, the uh, what was it called? I didn't even write it down. Uh, the Saga Frontier uh, remaster remake yep. is coming out uh, relatively soon. Uh, and then we got to the big news, we saw we saw Mr. Eiji Onuma, uh, and he pulled the he had the best line of the whole show. Especially, God, it was so perfect. He's on a he's on a black screen. He's wearing a Zelda shirt. 
you're like, oh shit, it is time to it's hear exactly about what I said. Wild too. Someone at work and... was talking to me when this happened, and so I couldn't hear what he was saying. Oh, it was so, so good. Just stop talking so I can hear this, and then I, I heard through my ears, we will not be sharing. I was like, ah! But to, to make it even better, though, is you know because he's speaking in Japanese, there's a part of you going like, oh, oh man, I can't, I can't wait, and then and just to tease it just that little bit more and then the translation comes in it's like you probably think i'm here to show you some more brother wild 2 stuff be well, sure to drink you, your oval team kids <laughs> it was such a fucking let down oh, it was so good it was so good it was so i can funny. tell you i i don't think that game is coming out this year uh i don't know i don't think so either yeah I, it is it's gonna be holiday no it, way. Yeah, I don't. I they don't would see ramp that up happening. and do a bunch of shit with that game. I mean, they they've done. Dude, they showed a game. They, they showed a game for 2022, which we'll talk yeah. about in a minute. They showed they showed multiple games for 2022. Um, but you know, to to credit the possible theories, though, it is Zelda's 35th anniversary this year. Right. So you would think they would try to do Maybe more Zelda waiting. stuff this year. Um, yeah, I could see like a Zelda direct happening at some point where here's a mini direct. That's all about Zelda stuff. It's about breath of the wild. It's about, you know, who knows, maybe they'll make the Oracle games in the, in the Link's awakening engine. That's what I really wanted. Uh, but no, none of us got what we wanted because they're <laughs> putting out Zelda skyward sword. Everyone's favorite. I, uh, here's what I'll say. God. It's been said in the chat. I feel uh-huh. this way as well. I, we covered it when I did my deep dive on all the timelines for Zelda. Skyward Sword has some of the best lore for Zelda. It's an it's an extremely important game in Zelda mythology. Unfortunately, they somehow turned a fucking flame and yawn into a hot dog when it comes to playing it. And it, I look, I beat that game on the Wii, mm-hmm. shirtless, sweating. In front of my television. I I don't think that's information we needed to know. I had to rearrange furniture to get through that end game. I was sweating my ass off like I was dancing to Richard fucking Simmons trying to beat a fucking Zelda game. And it was awful. And to see that they had an opportunity, which they even botched that, mind you, to say, hey, guess what? We're just going to fucking make this play like an action game. Press your button, swing your sword, play the game, get the story. No, it's fucking motion controller. And by the way, if you're playing this in handheld, uh-huh. just push the thumbstick in the right way. No, it's not fruit ninja, now. you assholes. <laughs> I would say this is certainly better than uh, Mario 3D World, better than the touch stuff that they showed with that or that didn't come over that well. Um, than the Mario Galaxy stuff they did with uh, the, the 3D All Star Collection, um, it's better. It's not. I'm. It's not good. I'm, I'm not saying it's I'll, good. Here, it actually here's reminds what I'll say. me. Okay. Go, sorry. No, no. You go for it. Finish up. It, it reminds me of the uh, the Fight Night boxing games where you use the where where the EA got very into the hit stick stuff yeah. of like, well, what if you use the right stick to to make it feel like sure. natural motions? And and to their credit. If they want to keep the idea of the motion control in there, that seems like a better way to do it. But also, it's not making me want to play what is maybe one of the worst Look, if, games ever. If you, if you have played this game, 
Don't play it again. No. No. If you've never played it, play it then. it's incredibly important. And quite frankly, it's the fucking reason we have Zelda storylines that we do today. So you owe it to yourself to play it. If you have a Switch, play the game. The best fucking part about it, and I mean, I've got custom, I've got really cool fucking Joy-Cons, but I, I, I'm eyeballing the Skyward Sword Joy-Cons because those are really fucking slick. But by God, I'm not taking my shirt off again to get through a fucking boss battle like I had to back in what, 20, what was that, 2011, 2012? <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I was I was like winded. Like you might as well fucking like got me some <laughs> some me into G the fuel. office at, yeah. at the store to tell me about it. Yeah, like I I literally rearranged my living room, took my shirt off, and sweated it out. <laughs> like all these assholes in 2021 talking about oh that game's sweaty, that game's sweaty. Have you fucking played Skyward Sword on the sweat on the fucking Nintendo Wii? Like and look like this, like you're gonna sweat. It's gonna happen. It's the sweatiest <laughs> fucking game out there. It's the inspiration for Ring Fit Adventure. Oh my god. Uh, all right, and then they ended the show. Uh, we're not ending our show with this because there's a better game to talk about. But uh, they ended their show with uh, with one more thing. What could it be? Everyone's very excited. Chase is excitedly praying for Fire Emblem. Uh, Bobby's already had his heart broken by Breath of the Wild too. Yep. Uh, you know, what what could they possibly do? Is it is it Mother Three? Oh, of course, it's not Mother Three. Uh, it's Splatoon Three. Hey, it's fine. You get I'll a raise a you get a raise a pet in this one. Yeah, sure. You get a you get a little squid to. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine. I I I, I was not super taken by Splatoon Two when I played it. Um, it's it's competent. I, if I'm playing a shooter, I'm going to play destiny or a different shooter sure. but for people who only have switches yeah yeah i i, like I understand man. the i understand the yeah, there's, there's something there it's got it's got some interesting mechanics to it for sure it's not a, it's um, not a game ender though it's not a show ender my opinion. no i i would not say it's a show ender I, i'm sure it is for some people they, they showed some some customization options that seemed interesting um there was a, a shot if if johnny had watched more than one episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion, he would have gotten a, a very good reference that was in there, uh, but he didn't, so he doesn't get to know. Sorry, sorry, Johnny. Yep, you disappointed everyone. <sighs> anyway, well, Splatoon two, uh, Splatoon three, coming out in twenty twenty two. They didn't show a lot. It was it was a very quick teaser. Yeah, um, yeah, True. and that's how they ended the show. But it's not how we end our show because there is one other game. There was no Fire Emblem, which of course disappointed me, but there was a turn-based strategy game that was shown off. Fuck yeah. That um, looks pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah. um, it's being made by Square Enix. I don't know if it's the same team that made Octopath Traveler, but it would not surprise me. Looks like it's it. Very much in that same style. Uh, God, that game looks really cool. It, it really does. Uh, working title here, guys. Project Triangle Strategy, which is just a bad working <laughs> title. Um, sounds like a like, fucking. It's, 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 <laughs> why? Uh, it sounds like. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. Some fucking like, like? science fiction prog rock shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we a Project yeah, Triangle. God. Uh, yeah, it looks really rad. So the the triangle thing, it looks like there's this uh, 
there are these scales, like this weird tri scales uh, thing. Like it, it seems like this is the God that everyone prays to or whatever. Uh, and you can kind of influence how these scales tip to, because uh, there are different people in your army, royal family, whatever, uh, that, that kind of represent the, the different feelings on these different scales. Uh, it looks really story-based. It, it feels, uh, it's got a very Final Fantasy Tactics look to it, where there is uh, height bonuses for terrain. Uh, one of the, I thought it was really cool that there, uh, if you are on higher ground, you actually get uh, longer reach on your on your weapons, I mean, which you know you makes makes some sense. Yeah, if you don't try it, high ground. Don't try <laughs> um, it. And something I found really cool in in the the combat stuff they were showing, it didn't seem like it has the thing I hate in a in turn based strategy games, which is which direction you're facing makes a difference. I hate that stuff because I just feel like it's way too easy for enemies to just walk around you and backstab you. Um, and it, it's not a Johnny will tell you all about to, it. to build around that. Oh yeah, Johnny knows a lot about backstabbing people. Um, Bastard. <laughs> but uh, the, the new mechanic it has that I think is really cool is that when you attack someone, if another character, another ally is flanking them on the other side, they get uh, an extra attack. And it, it doesn't just have to be like two people side by side, like sandwiching a, an enemy. It can be an archer from like five five spaces away that hits. And as long as there's another person on the other side of them, they also get that extra. That's hit. exactly see what that. Fate Tactics does, and it's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, okay, mm-hmm. that's that's cool to hear. That makes me want to play that game even more. Uh, but that that seems like a, a really cool and interesting way to set up my battles and, and play with my army in that way. It looks like it has some big splashy effects. Uh, there yep. was one guy who had the spear that he brought down on people in a very anime meteor style way that looked fucking rad. Uh, the art in this game looks looks sick. Like not just the the cool like high definition pixel art stuff, but the uh, like the hand drawn character portrait stuff that they have in there too. The it it looks like it has English voice acting, and the voice acting I heard sounded really good. Sure. I'm very excited about everything I saw in this, uh, yeah. except the the date. Yeah, because not good. Uh, when when you put working title project triangle strategy, what lights up in my mind is, oh, you're not ready to release this game. Then you don't even know what the fuck you're calling it. Um, and that's true. They are they're not putting this out this game out until 2022, which is a long way away. But there is a demo that is currently out right now. And it looks like they're doing kind of the bravely default two treatment where they are, they want you to play. They're going to ask for your feedback, maybe sure. tweak some things, which, um, which I really appreciated. You know, yeah. I, I'm not, I, I mentioned on the show a couple of weeks ago, I'm, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of where they ended up taking uh, bravely default two, but I still really appreciated the, the demo and them listening and uh, them like really asking for feedback because they want to make a good game, so that's cool. Um, who knows? Like this, it honestly made me want to go back and play Octopath. <laughs> um, yeah, that game. I, I don't feel like I gave that game enough of a chance, and uh, and I kind of want to go back and play a little bit more because man, that game looks so good. Chase, I really appreciate you yeah. taking time tonight to put together uh, an outline for the direct. It was a lot of fun yeah. to watch it and kind of have that commentary. 
as a, a team while we were doing that and then to talk about it tonight has been super exciting. I'm sure we'll cover more of this stuff as we uh, move through the year and get some hot yeah. takes Yeah, what was everyone's highlights? Obviously, mine was Project uh, Project Triangle Strategy. Bobby, I imagine yours was golf. Yep. Johnny, how about you? Was Splatoon or was there something else that was no, a bigger deal to you? I absolutely love Final Fantasy Tactics, and that's what I thought that this was at first. Was yeah, I sure. I thought there was a chance of that too. So that was that sparked joy in my heart. There you go. Nice. A little Marie Kondo over there. Yes. Well, Chase, thanks again for doing that. Uh, As we start to uh, wrap up here, I just wanted to say, like, it's been uh, really cool tonight to go over a lot of that stuff that we we were able to check out. And I think that there's there's definitely some really exciting things coming from Nintendo. Um, Some things not so great. But overall, it was cool to see another Direct proper. Um, have some demo stuff coming out. We covered a lot of games tonight uh, that we've been playing. I know that this is an episode following a deep dive, so there's always a lot more to get through. So thanks for everybody who stuck it out with us. Uh, if you enjoy what we have to say, uh, please give us a follow. We're all over social media at the casual hour there. Um, we have a pretty robust growing YouTube channel. We talked about some of the quick looks we did for the Steam Game Festival. If you haven't tapped in and subscribed over there yet, please do so. We do uh, we do some really cool stuff with quick looks, but also uh, we do put our video on demand stuff from, from Twitch over there as well. So please make sure to hang out and follow us over there. If you have an idea for the show, uh, you'd like to be on the show, whatever that might be, drop us a line, connect with us. Very easy to do so. These shows are recorded live every Wednesday night and then posted to all po- podcasting platforms on Fridays at 9 I typically stream Mondays and Fridays. Johnny and Chase have periodically either tuned in or joined me on those. Um, But if you want to follow along with some of the games that we're playing between the show, Mondays and and Fridays are a great place to do so. Chase, you uh, do a really impressive podcast called Gamers on the Go outside of the show. What's going on there? Well, I've got news. I did mention, I think on the last episode, that there is uh, a new episode in the works. And uh, as long as nothing goes horribly wrong, um, I, I feel comfortable saying that I'll be recording tomorrow night with good friend of, of uh, the show, Matt Jaguar. And uh, we're going to be talking about the Nintendo DS. He's a good a, dude. In a, similar, in a very similar fashion to the way we talked about the 3DS, uh, where we'll be talking about, uh, you know, our, we're going to try to come up with a list of the 25 best uh Nintendo DS games. That's awesome. And that'll, that's, that'll be fun. That's really cool. Uh, look so forward if you to like, check- if you like two-hour podcasts, <laughs> that's probably going to be a two-hour plus podcast. Who knows? Yeah, Sorry, Matt. Fair. <laughs> he, he knows what he's getting into. And then, yeah, you can find that at gamersonthego.com. <laughs> awesome. We got the social links for uh, all of us in chat on screen, and then we got some stuff there for chasing gamers on the go. Johnny, the resident dad of the show, what games are you playing with your son right now? Uh, All Minecraft all the time. Okay. Uh, He's playing Hades next to me earlier. Uh, But yeah, still lots of Minecraft. That's great. That's great. Um, Well, I think that's going to do it for episode 208 of the show. Uh, If you are uh, enjoying what we're doing, make sure to share it with somebody. Give us a like, give us a follow. Um, I don't know that's possibility depending on how things go I might fire this thing back up in about an hour and do a little bit more Valheim 
on uh, the stream tonight. Otherwise, uh, I'll be back Friday night with some Deep Rock Galactic. So tune in, hang out, and uh, we'll chat with you all soon. Thanks so much. Bye.